What's up, geeks and geekettes? It's your old pal, Sean, with your old pal, Ed, with your old pal, Show. It's Geeksters. Booyah. And welcome to episode 440 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. 440, you said? 440. Wow, jeez. Yeah, 440. So make sure well. I get that right. I spaced out there for Ooh, a second. That's Ooh. a lot of shows. <laughs> yeah. That's the only ones we counted. <laughs> so, Ed, what's shaking, dog? Um, I did a few things this week. No! <laughs> you couldn't! Actually, one you know about, so... I do? Yes. Um hey. I had an itching to play a video game. Oh, you know? and I'm like, I finally, I'm like, you know what? This is the week. I, like, I'm gonna do it, right? And and Monday, I, you know, I, I can't. My controller's kind of dead. You know, like it worked, but it was like, yeah. So I was like, I was nervous. And I was like, all right, I have to get my I was cable. Nervous. It was well, you know, it's like you're. I'm, like, I'm afraid it's gonna explode in my hands. I don't know what's going on. I hate to die in, like, in the middle of a game and give you a KF control. Right, the stress of like playing. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna say no, nothing now. And then you're like, fuck. I was in a groove. Stupid controller. So, so I was looking. I, I still can't find the cable that came with my PS4. Your charge cable. It's a charge yeah. cable, right? So, uh, so I think it was Monday night. I looked everywhere, couldn't find it. Gave up. Tuesday, I couldn't. I was doing something else. Couldn't go. Couldn't go out. So Wednesday, I decide. Well, actually, my brother called. Needed help with his with his computer. He was trying to print out some taxes and stuff because he's doing his taxes for him and my mother. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to. Oh, I said the c word. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> no computer. <laughs> anyway, uh, dropping the c word. <laughs> yeah, one of those kind of shows, folks. Well, sit back and relax. Right now, a bunch of women went, <sighs> clutch their pearls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so I was helping. So I, so I figured I'll go to my local GameStop. Oh yeah, near me. Chris, your local game yeah. <laughs> near me. You know, I figured I'll, I'll instead of driving all trekking all the way to Nishamani because you weren't working anyway. So, right. <laughs> so, I, what's the point? What's if I'm way? not working, why show up? If you're not, not going to be there. What's the point? Well, if I can't have Sean serve me like a peasant, it's not. What's the point of driving all the way up there? <laughs> so, so, boy, <laughs> get me thy charge cable. <laughs> so, so okay, then I'll go get it right away. <laughs> Wait, which, which, which I really, really have to talk about upsell. Oh, Stop. no. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I walked out, you get bamboozled. You're like, you're like I think I just got took it. <laughs> so, so, we'll circle back around to that one. <laughs> so, anyway, the, it was closed, basically. So, Thursday, because uh-huh. I had to do other things. So, th- Thursday, I came up and saw you. Right. You know, and then I, I actually was bugging him because he was taking out trash. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. I need a cake. <laughs> right, you're like, oh boy, I'm sitting there thinking, tra- like, I am, that we could do things, and the trash got kind of built up, because we got, I don't know if it's a mall thing, but FedEx, who's our delivery people, just want to drop off, like, fucking tons of boxes. Yeah. On my other store, we never got that much, and I maybe it's because I was a smaller store, or whatever, or maybe it's a mall store, I don't know, 
But what happens is people go through the, the distros, that's what we call them, and then they cut up the boxes or they don't cover the boxes and then the boxes build up. Right. I don't have a big back room to be like, hello, hello, hello. It's more like the moment you walk into your door. You, you're tripping t- over four boxes. Right. I'm tripping over four boxes and, take, and, and taking five more steps and I'm at the back door. It's, it's tiny. It's small. Right. So I'm like, well, I guess I should take you notes Thursday. Trash is kind of build up. I'm gonna, you know, I got, yeah, I got some time. What the fuck? Why not? And take some trash out. Next, you know, bleep, meep meep. Hey, oh my god, what's this? Oh, it's Ed. Hey, where you at? Like, you at the store? Like you off today? I'm like, <laughs> like what are you, my wife? <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the back taking the trash out. Why? Well, I'm here for a cable. I'm like, oh. I'm like, is no? I'm sitting there going, is no one else there? Like, I know <laughs> I'm not mean, working by myself. That was, that was the other thing that the 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 other employee that was there did not greet me. Oh, uh, son of what's Thursday? Did, who was working? It was I can Mario. Tell you, I know who it was. <laughs> you're just me off, so I didn't. We'll have a that. chat with him. <laughs> <laughs> you say hi to everybody, <laughs> especially my co-host, because he'll tell it on the air. <laughs> right, we're gonna talk about you on the air. So, <laughs> So, uh, but he was talking to somebody else. So that's well, he, he was engaging with another guest. Yeah, which was really nonsense. But, but anyway, <laughs> I walk in. I demand. I, I am Ken. Actually, te- technically, Ken. what we should do is go. You know, hey, how you doing? And continue on the conversation. Yes. But sometimes I think doing that makes the other person feel like, what the fuck am I chopped liver? Like we're having a conversation. You stop that conversation to acknowledge another person. That's rude. I, I don't. It, it's it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, true. Okay. But I, I mean, I got used to the fact that every time I walk into a GameStop, they salute <laughs> to you because it's like, <laughs> like I'm keeping an eye on you. Don't steal nothing. That's how I feel like when you guys say hello. <laughs> it's like it's like you, I you. acknowledge you're here. No, it's and I know my inventory. <laughs> don't steal shit. <laughs> Listen here, you look like a thief. You look like you got grubby little sticky paws. <laughs> I don't want you touching my shit. Next thing you know, oh, something disappears into that those jeans you got on. <laughs> or that fluffy hoodie you're wearing. Or oh, <laughs> the backpacks all the kids are now right. wearing as they're walking around the stores. Listen, Indiana Jones, check, check your satchel at the door. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're supposed to. One of the things that we're supposed to do is greet people as right. they walk in. Yes. And I, Hi, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> right. But you did not get greeted. But I, I understand. That. So, All right. So now I'm I'm waiting for you now, uh-huh. and I'm I'm getting like looking at stuff and and think that the the games were on me. I bought. I ended up buying two games. <laughs> right. So I was like, you know, because like one was I know they were cheap. They were used. They were like nine bucks a piece. So I was like, yeah, hey, you, for nine bucks, why not? Right? Yeah, sure. Twenty bucks in the hall. Get yourself a couple games. So John so comes in and. He greets me. Like, hey, what's up? Because I know it's Ed. <laughs> he actually picks the cable, which I already picked, which was great. So I was like, good. So then I, as I'm as I'm checking out, like, type of thing, he's trying to get me for pre-orders. He's trying to get me for, for through, you know, if anything happens to the DVD or The whatever, warranties. The warranties kind of thing, which is fine. But then it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know what? Your, uh, your programmership is going to expire in May, sir. And it's like I, I I didn't even say yes. I, I barely said yes, and it was already upgraded. <laughs> Do you want the print or the digital <laughs> for the magazine? I was like, and I was like, and I walked down going, I just wanted a cable. <laughs> no, he's, he's that's called service. It's called Ed. service. Yes. Uh, no. Well, I mean, well, we're supposed to get the pro cards and all that kind of stuff, but I always knew that when someone's coming up to date, it's like, hey. 
do you want to do it now? You're here. Why not? Because it's going to expire in two months. You're probably not going to show up at a GameStop in two months. Yeah. No. You you know, so why not just do it now? Right. And reap the benefits. <laughs> right. Say, you know, like you, you would have sell you would have pushed that sale and it would have went through, you know, basically. Right. Shh, don't tell no one. Yeah, not even say it. Like, yeah, it's an extra fifteen bucks. Wait, what? Huh? That's okay, I took care of you. How'd you take care of me? I'm still paying more. It's all right, man, I got you. I gave you the hookup. <laughs> hookup, I'm paying more for something I didn't even know sure I wanted. You want it, man? You know you do. You got, you got five bucks off, which, is, which was the selling point right. of doing that. Right. Hey, like, don't forget, you get your $5 coupons every month. Oh, yeah. So really, you're only spending $10. <laughs> I am. And then on top of that, you get an extra 5,000 bonus points, which is another $5 coupon. So right now, you're only paying $5. You're here one more time in the, in the next month. Boom. Car pays for itself. <laughs> Bickety-bam. Bickety-bam. Wham-bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let me just ring you out, sir. Ching-ching-ching. <laughs> I'm getting upselled at my own show. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I think I, I might have to go back and get another card. <laughs> my wife is worse. <laughs> she works. In I the, agree. <laughs> she works in a shoe place, and she's a sneakerhead. So you walk in. She got not only does she have like one pair of shoes for you, she'll talk you into a second pair. Don't forget socks. Socks are important because you got to have good, comfy socks with the shoes that you're wearing. I said, I, 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 the thing was, I walked by her store. I was, I was there Saturday. I was, I was at the mall and, and I was doing some shopping and I happened to walk by and she, she had, I guess you, cause she had not many, she didn't have many customers. It in might the have store. been slow. Yeah. Right, it's a slow time because it was Sunday afternoon. She saw me right away uh-huh. and she said hello to me first. Okay. I walked in to say hello, you know. How you doing? Oh, you and should I, have done that. You walk in or that was, fucking that was a mistake. That's your mistake. It's like making eye contact. <laughs> You say because she worked at another. She worked at another store at the mall, and I was I was like in that like buffer zone, uh-huh. and I had she was making me trying to make me buy candles. Right, was, right. <laughs> Bed Bath and Beyond was the other company. She worked for. <laughs> Bath and Body Works. <laughs> Bath and whatever. Bed Bath and Beyond. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm getting Beyond sale. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so. Yeah, she said, like, within five minutes, she was trying to sell me Doc Martens for my wife. <laughs> she realized, because once there's, there's a, for those people who don't know in retail, uh, in certain, in mall stores specifically, you, there's a people counter in all those stores. There's a conversion ratio. Now, some companies care about conversion, and other companies don't care about conversion. But what I found out recently, not too long ago, though, is that malls will charge people your store like your company for like how many people come in through your store it's like we're bringing people in and you're it's the thank god you're in this mall because how many how much traffic you got because of us Mm. you know so there's like a little bit of like a little something something you got to pay like a service fee of some sort or um my company doesn't care about it for a little while but then pandemic happened and it kind of fell away my wife's store though it's that they have a conversion ratio and it's a percentage like i think it's like 12 percent of people who come in you gotta convert a sale to mm. so if she sees like two people if she converts one that's 50 if she doesn't convert either it's zero you know right so it's there's this thing like the moment you she hates when when fedex drops off because they'll walk in and out and that kills her conversion percentage because she's like they walked in and out like four or five times now i have to kind of really work harder to kind of get a sale so that way it helps with that that flow of conversion. 
my art and and I understand that my debate is like you know it's a shame your company doesn't know that this is FedEx and that they should you know kind of pull away eliminate like, that like yeah. eliminate those but yeah. you can't but the moment you walk in through that threshold she hates when I go I'm her fucking husband I'll walk in and I I, I stand right by the gate I have to almost get like I, you shall not pass like right. sometimes I have to get like okay to come in I'm like you know okay. and now I'm I, sometimes just wondering like hey so you doing I think the other day like I I would leave forget something turn around but I'm underneath the sensor and you, I can just see her going I'm gonna fucking stab you if you if you don't move away from that fucking door <laughs> it's like. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to Chick Fil A. You want something? Forget. It. Sorry, I'm trying to feed you. Like you know, no. Just either come in or stay out. Don't hang there. You know, I got the counter. It's like I'm sorry. Like and I just kind of go like wave my arm by. Like what are you gonna do? Eh? Like eh? 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 look at me. I'm in and out. I'm in and out. I'm in. Oh, sell some more shoes. Just don't sell them to yourself because you know. Plus, <laughs> because it's funny because. Now, 30 years ago now. Wow, that's not bad. I forgot to go back. No, maybe 25. But anyway, there there was a guy I used to work for. I used to work for a company, and then they hired this manager, and he worked for Today's Man. Uh-huh. And they had that sensor in the door. So right. They would, they, that's, they would know how many people were leaving. It, right. It's a counter. You go, okay, well, based upon your traffic... This is what your percentages are, right? And then, like, what what you're selling, you know, like what's you know, so there's like suits versus shirts, right? And stuff like that. Like, don't forget, if you buy a suit, yeah, the person's going to need a shirt or buy a tie. And it's like you know, convert those people. So, I mean, you know, I was curious at the time because I'm like, well, how does that work? And I was like, un- like understanding all that the the business stuff. And basically, what I found out is you don't have to walk into those those stores, right? So one day I went over to Dave's van and I just opened the door closed the door, <laughs> right? Like until right. somebody yelled. And, you know, I started yelling at her. <laughs> right. No, I think it was in my 20s at the time. Sure, you're, yeah, I'm, I'm in jerk mode. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Today's man. What are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> Today's man is tomorrow's woman, bitch. Come open up, open up, open up, open up, open up, open up. So it was just like you know, <coughs> and then I told him, and he wasn't he wasn't amused. I was not amused. I am not amused that you. I'm did like, that. we don't work there anymore. You know? uh, who cares? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I do try to be a little more conscientious of where I'm at. Like, oh, I guess I should have walked in here. I guess I got to buy something. Here you go, I'll buy a pack of gum. <laughs> like, I mean, I do I do feel a lot of times walking into a store. Especially when you're looking for something specific and they don't right. have it, and you just kind of leave, right? And you still feel like, oh, I should buy something at least. I feel like I feel weird walking out of a store not buying anything, right? right? Like right. that's that mentality, you know? Because it's like, are they looking at me? Go, what he steal? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, that happens to me sometimes. I'll walk into a store and I'll be like, uh, yeah, you know what? What's it? What I wanted is not here. There's no alternative, and I'm in and out in like maybe like two minutes, right? And then right away you get that little. I wonder if they thought I sold something. Right. Eh, fuck them. That's <laughs> exactly. It's like, who cares? You know, like. Try I, Come after me. I didn't steal nothing. I know I'm innocent copper. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I did that. I didn't actually play a video game, believe it or not. But I was, I was happy. <laughs> Came over, bought some video games, didn't touch one of them. Well, that's the thing. That I downloaded, I downloaded the update because I haven't updated my PS4 in a long time. <laughs> so, I, Set away for that to happen, oh. so that takes forever. And then, you know, I do like the cable that you sold me because I can actually sit from my couch. It's like a ten foot cable, yeah, yeah. Pl- plugged in from my PS4 across the room and be able to nice. play games. 
Um, and then I also I did add because I had sitting there for the longest time. I bought it. I think like a year ago. The uh, PS4, uh, 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 PS Place, or whatever, the Play Store thing, the uh, manual membership. the uh, Oh, PlayStation Plus membership? Play for, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> so I was able to update on my own. I didn't have to call you <laughs> or, or text you. How do you do this again? <laughs> I was able to do that on my own and put my year subscription. So I, now I got that. Of course, I got a couple questions after the show to talk about because <laughs> uh, I have no space now on my Shrive. Uh, here's what I can tell you about data management. If you haven't touched it in a month, delete it. Okay. You're never going back to it. Well, there's some games I, I want to. I think if if I can move it to the cloud, can I do that? Like that. You like, can't do the games, but you can do the same. You can do the same right, games right. files because there you go. Fucking people in your PlayStation, it's set in two different spots. You have your game files and your save files. You can delete your game files, and your save files are still fine. You can throw your save files up into the cloud. You got ten gigs of cloud space up there right. as long as you're paying, you know, them for it. Once you Stop paying for it. It deletes. It doesn't delete it. You just don't have access to it. I don't right. know if it deletes it or not. Whatever. I think after a time it does. I think. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, but what you can do is when you buy something digitally, even if you delete it, it's still technically yours. So you can re-download it at another date. Okay. Or you could get yourself an external hard drive and just copy and paste it over there and just leave it alone. Well, I might do that then. <laughs> I might have to do that. Or yeah. just let you know at certain GameStops this weekend we'll be having PS5s in stock, <laughs> sold as bundles. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying, I think if you trade in your PS4, I think you get an extra 25% towards it. Oh, God, it. no, I'd never trade mine. <laughs> I have all my own machines. Well, and I'll let you know what the bundle price is. You can make it on your own. <laughs> but again, we're not open. Not everyone gets one. <laughs> Even when I'm out of work, I still talk about work. <sighs> still in work mode. Um, yeah, so basically, though, I'm, I'm all set this week to play a game. I'm excited. Uh, I did watch a couple things this week. Uh, this week uh, started the – it's episodic, a weekly, apparently weekly episode of uh, on um, Paramount Plus. It's the Halo series. Okay, I don't but, have Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Um, it, I'm going to say – to be honest, I mean, I, it was it was good. I liked it. Uh-huh. I, I did like it, but it kind of reminded me of something. Like I couldn't put my finger on it, and then and then it hit me. It's kind of like a cheap knockoff of the Mandalorian, <laughs> 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 right? Because it's Master Chief. He doesn't ever take his helmet off. <laughs> there's uh, there's a little kid involved in really? the show. Yeah. So, wow, it's so, a poor man, Mando. Yes. I'm gonna so, so, nice. So, so, I'll just see if there's the other episode uh, finally downloaded because like, all of a sudden it's like I, I like I keep seeing commercials for it. Right. But every time I went, it was never there, and then all of a sudden, like I think I looked. I thought you were going to be like I saw. I started watching Moon Knight on Disney Plus. I don't know when that starts. That's uh, in a month. Okay, uh, this Wednesday actually comes. Oh, out. okay. So yeah, that's because <laughs> I walked by Hot Topic and they're like they have a, an ad for it. It's like now streaming. I'm like, is it? Is it now streaming? I don't know. I guess I should go check. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Well, that was it. I got excited at your store when when it was. I saw the. Uh, I was like, "Oh my god!" The the Lego Star Wars oh, right. this is three thirteen. <laughs> like, no, dude, it's all right. It's wrong. It's actually four five. Oh, oh. we're taking proofs. We're gonna put five bucks down on it, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. I just realized uh, the fifth is a Tuesday. I'm off on Tuesdays, which you'd think, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" I'm not gonna have my car because my wife's probably gonna go to work that day. I might actually have to do the, baby, I'll take you to work. Wait around for a while until the store opens. 
get pick up my copy, then go home, play, and then turn around, and come back up to get her at some point in time. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, it'll be worth it. <laughs> it'll be worth it because it's Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. So as of the recording, this it's only one episode so far. It's just gotcha. a pilot, but it's an hour long. I mean, the effects were great. The you know yeah, yeah, the story's kind of like all right, gotta you gotta kind of watch. I guess to watch it through, and it's kind of hard. Like right, yeah. or at least know the lore of Halo to be able to kind of pick up on something, right. probably. Right, because there's right. a whole like I'm like I'm like I don't remember this playing the game. I remember just killing aliens, running around, like, <laughs> right? Shooting people and then, then well, dude, playing the co-op or there's whatever. Five of them, six of six Halo games out now. <laughs> now. I remember playing the first one. I remember being. Per- I mean, I like that show Red vs Blue. <laughs> like that's funny. There's no yuck yuck jokes here. <laughs> So I mean, it, it was a good show. I do kind of recommend it. Okay. You know, like I said, it was it was it was enjoyable. If you can't afford Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, watch get a Paramount Plus and watch the Halo show. Right, and then you <laughs> also got Star Trek. So there you go. Right, there you go. are you watching the card? No, I haven't. I haven't watched any. You Star- got Star Trek? <laughs> you watch Picard? No, nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not Lower Decks. I'm not watching <laughs> the other ones. How other- much is that a month? <laughs> Uh, it's like six bucks, I think, or something. Like really? That. I do it like oh, I do. Commercials? Yeah, I, I do like uh, sixty bucks for the month or something like that. Fifty nine ninety nine for the month? You mean for the year? For the year? Yeah. Right, I, I, do, like, I do sixty bucks for Tom Cruise himself. Better be like, hey, coming up, Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Because they own Paramount. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. Woo. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did that, and then also this week too, I actually found out. Sunday night after the last show we did, I was watching a video on YouTube, and they're talking about the movie The Kitchen. I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. The Mo- Kitchen? Yes, with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, some never, other- heard, never heard of The never, Kitchen. The Kitchen, the yes. The Kitchen, okay. Yeah. It came and went. It was a flash of the pants. So, yeah, apparently. All right. It came out in theaters a few years ago. Oh, okay. You know what? The Kitchen. It's, it's bouncing around in my head. But uh, I don't. I don't remember. I thought. What do you call it? Uh, Bradley Cooper was in it. No. All right. I guess I was wrong. Okay. Well, God looked like kind of like Bradley Cooper. Okay. It was was good though. Right. So, so did you watch it? Uh, yeah. Because so you'd watch that, but not Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Just I mean. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna watch a shitty movie that no one's ever seen, but something I'm really really interested. Yeah. Forget it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like I I collect the. You know, graphic novel, comic book movies. You know, obviously, right, right, right. You're, like, you're a collector, and I found out that that was actually a DC Vertigo graphic novel, The Kitchen, The Kitchen, right? It was a DC Vertigo graphic novel. Yes. So uh, okay. So I was like, and and in my rolodex of like finding things, like they were like, The Kitchen actually was available at uh, Target for five bucks. Oh snap! So. So like so Monday I went over actually and bought it. You Fuck know? it, I'll buy a shitty movie for five bucks. It's based on DC Vertigo <laughs> comic that I never read. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's like it was the DVD it was DVD and digital for five bucks. I'm thinking, oh, oh fuck it's five bucks. Five bucks. You know, like what the hell, right? So I could spend the five bucks and throw that thing as a frisbee. <laughs> And the thing is, is that the only reason I did this was because of this show. Because I want to watch it so I can talk about it for the show. Yeah, that's it. I've done stuff like that. All right. And I have to say, it was a pretty good movie. Okay, good. I was surprised. All right. I was generally surprised. It's about three women that are married to three 
mafia guys in Hell's Kitchen. Hence okay, the Hell's the Kitchen. Right. Gotcha, Hell's Kitchen. And it was around the 1970s era uh, okay. type of thing. And the the husbands... Not one of them was a chef. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. You, know, you see, it's the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, how sexist is it? Women, kitchen, that's evil. They say, well, women should be in the kitchen? No, it's Hell's Kitchen. Gotcha. All right. So the three husbands end up performing a bank robbery, or not a bank robbery, a uh, robbery at a store, uh-huh. and the FBI catch him, basically, okay. and then put him in prison for three years. Okay. So the mafia family is supposed to take care of these three wives, right. and they just give them like 100 bucks each. Well, that fucking sucks. Yeah. So, oh, so let me guess, let me decide to turn the tables and go rob them. <laughs> well, they end up taking over, basically. Oh, the, so like, you know what? Fuck you. We're going to fuck them. We're going to run this town. Right. Show them. We were married to three mobsters, so we must know how to be a mob group because we learned it from watching our husbands. Well, it's, it's all it's all about the protection racket, like, you know, right. like, you know, giving money. Right, right. Like, hey, look, look, not for nothing. You give me a little something. something it's a sh- oh, it's a shame that that some per- poor person just came in. Just start breaking shit, you know. You give me like a hundred bucks or something, I'll make sure that person never bothers you again. Right, and then it's it's some of the some of the people that they were going to realized that they weren't they were paying this protection money, but they weren't getting protected. Protected, right? You know, like bums were coming in, right? Kind of stuff. So they end up turning it around and start like helping these people out, and like actually, you know, so they were giving them the money. Right. So of course the mafia right coming knocking the door, going, "Yo, you stepping in our racket? That's not allowed." Right. And then they're like, well, yo, you don't understand. You ain't taking care of us, so we got to take care of ourselves. If you were doing your job, bitch, you wouldn't be in the position that you're in. Right. So <laughs> the, the the woman that was... The, cause pop, pop, pop. <laughs> so the woman that's in charge of the of the uh, kind of that area house kitchen, she's married to the ones... She's not, sorry, she's not married. She was the mother of one of the girl, guys get arrested okay. and they're in prison for three years. So she keeps saying, when you when she gets out, he's, he's going to take care of this, you know. Right. But they ended up, like, killing the guy who was in charge. And they, cause oh, it was, so it was a series with not a lot of laughs. No. Is what you're saying. It's a very... See, Melissa, when you see Melissa McCartney, you're like, you expect, oh, well, you're speaking some joke jokes. And that's the same. Like, I, you figure her rolling around on a paper bag over her head, like, ah, look at me. Ooh. Ah. And she's all serious actress. You're like, oh, my God. I'm watching a... She's pulling a Jim Carrey. <laughs> it's exactly and every comic actor feels like they can become a drama actor. Uh, some of them do really well in drama. Some of them do, sure. Yeah. Some of them don't. <laughs> yeah, this, How did she, she? She did okay. She did okay. She did all right. She wasn't great at it. <clears throat> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, there was. I still like her in Happy Timers. <laughs> right. So. Right. Like she stole my like, identity, an uh, identity, identity thief, where she's singing in the car. And, you know, like, that's what I'm waiting for. Right. <laughs> so it was, it, Not uh, popping caps into people's asses. But it was, it was, it was an interesting watch to say the least. If you could find it somewhere, I don't even know if, if you could find it here. I mean, you know what? I'm go to look- Target, buy it for five fucking bucks. <laughs> the kitchen. I'm just looking up here on the Roku here and see if it comes up on any devices and. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, no, you can only rent it or, or uh, yeah. Or buy it. Buy it. Yeah, buy it or rent it. So that's pretty much it. But it's, I was, a, like I said, I recommend it. Okay. You know, I mean, you can see if you find it cheap, you know, like I said, I found it for five bucks only because I wasn't going to pay a lot. I found the DVD for five bucks but and I mean, it came with the digital too. Right. The Blu-ray is ten bucks. I found it online after the fact. Right. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? 
If I didn't like it, it was only five bucks. Right, you right. Know, and I wasn't, you yeah, know, if, my if, I, if I hated it, it's five bucks. But I got it digitally, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. So it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it, you know, so... Sorry, Rockman. So that's what I did this week. Okay. That's, uh, that's pretty much okay. it. How about you, sir? What did you do? Uh, I did a couple things. Uh, I recalled Voodoo had a sale, and I bought, because you kept talking about it, the the man who killed Don Quixote was <laughs> was five bucks this week. And I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'll buy it. <laughs> I tried to start watching it, but it was like real late at night, and it's a Terry Gilliam film, so I'm like, I... I'm not gonna be able to pay attention. I'm just gonna just I'll buy it. I'll I'll watch it at another point. <laughs> you know, like so I said it and forget it. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did also watch Star Trek four. I also watched Star Trek five because you know why does God need a spaceship? <laughs> I want my paint. I need my paint. Spock. I need my paint. I want my paint. All right. So uh, also uh, try to think. Uh, 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 Okay, Stacy and I started watching uh, Human Resources on Netflix. Okay. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big, big mouth fan on Netflix. Well, they have a spinoff cartoon now called Human Resources. Uh, have you watched Big Mouth, Ed? No. Okay, Big Mouth is basically a bunch of like prepubescent kids going through puberty, and they have these monsters, hormone monsters. Um, you know, like to have that kind of help them through it, but there's like a a hormone monster, there's like a depression cat. There's all these like little antidotes of like creatures who you're gonna about to go look for. It's hysterically fucking funny. There's nudity, there's cursing, it's hysterical. Right? It's called Big Mouth? Big Mouth is the name of the actual ca- cartoon. You know, um the one kid it's but Nick Nick Kroll uh, is it's his creation. He lives in a house that's uh supposed to be possessed by uh, Oh, fuck. I forget. A ghost. Uh... Shit. I forget who. Fuck. <laughs> I want to say Dizzy Gillespie, but that's not right. Louis Armstrong. You know? And he's always like, yeah, I'm going to put my penis in that ghost. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, it's hysterical. Well, because of the show so popular, like super popular, they actually did a spinoff, and it's called Human Resources for two reasons. It's like a workplace comedy because it's a workplace comedy where the monsters work at. You know, and it's like, okay, well, you're looking at it now, aren't you? (laughs) What? Some of the animation. I mean, I even got the, I even got the whatever it is. Right. Some of the pictures are so ridiculous looking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're like kids, and they're talking about like you know they're 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 finding their sexuality, and sometimes it's like, well, we have to talk about the period. We talk to talk about boobs. Like. One boy likes to fuck his p- pillow, but his pillows talk. And he's like, "Yeah, you will fuck me, don't you?" And he's kind of like bi curious because he's got a boy pillow and a girl pillow that he's fucking both of them. <clears throat> and then there's like you know, a girl is like, "It's done." Like she's like not, she's kind of gross. But it's it's you got to watch the show. It is hysterically funny, funny as fuck. Okay. So they just they have a spinoff show called Human Resources, but. I when you see Big Mouth, you understand why it's a workplace comedy. The second one's a workplace comedy because the the hormone monsters have jobs. They're assigned a kid, right. and they have to you know they punch in, they punch out. Like it's kind of they're 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 workers, and it's about their lives. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> I highly recommend it. Okay, it is. It's also it's not as funny as Big Mouth, but it it's it's got some good yuck yucks in it. Okay. Um, the other thing too that uh, Stacy and I did, um, 
we we were every once in a while Stacy gets kind of bored. She saw something on TikTok where it was like a cust a couple was instead of like going out, they actually like got some food and they were playing like a board game together and Stacy kinda of wanted to do that. So she's like, Let's go to Target and like pick out something. I'm like, All right, fine, whatever. Like, you know, can I just you do you scroll TikTok, let me play video games. Like, come on. Like <laughs> that's what we do. Like right. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? So we go and she the person the people were playing, um uh, it's a game you play as a kid. It has like this little board and it has these people, like descriptions, like like a person, like, hey, he could be like a white guy wearing a red hat and a blue tie. But then over there, there's a, an African-American guy wearing a black tie with a white shirt. Like, right. And I forget the name of the game. Where, and then, Guess Who. Uh, yes, exactly. Yes. It's called Guess Who. And that's what this couple was playing. So she thought it'd be nice to pick back up the game and do that, that tonight. And I'm like, okay, like, all right, whatever. But while we're there, she we grab it. It's, it's like $11. Right, and I'm like, all right, you know what the fuck? It's eleven dollars. I don't know where we're gonna put this game after we're done playing with it, but whatever. I don't see this gonna be like a regular thing. Like, what are you gonna do? Oh, and Stacey and I, we settled down for you know, instead of watching TV together, we played Guess Who for about three hours. Like, and it wasn't <laughs> just like after you go through all the cards, you guessed everybody. <laughs> Guess what? Game over. Certain <laughs> expansion pack that I <laughs> right. It's called just watch people on the street go, okay, I'm talking about it. This person's got this. You just, just, we'll just sit in a crowd and just pick somebody and I'll start guessing. Maybe you and I are looking at the same person. Like, is it the per, is it the fat guy with the Def Leppard t shirt on it with the mullet from the 1970s? That's not him. All right. Is it the uh, kid who's picking his nose while he's crying? No, it's not him. Like, you could just do that on the street. You don't need to buy a game for it. <laughs> You know, like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> However, we did. She did find this one game. It was called Box One. Okay. Okay. It is made by a company called Theory Eleven and the great mind of Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Okay. Um, who's an actor? Obviously, right. I shouldn't have to tell you. Who he, is he? Who is he? Doogie Howser. If you go back to the '80s, Barney from How I Met Your Mother. He's you know in Harold Kumar, you know Neil Patrick Harris and Harold Kumar. He also played the S. Uh, well, I call it the SS guy, the secret police officer in uh, <clears throat> Starship Troopers. Uh-huh. You know, um, and he's also you know um, I I'm a fan of his. However, I'm kind of annoyed at my job. There's a commercial that he, him, his husband, and his kids in. And kids are in. Now, I, I don't care about that part. What I care about is they're playing a game called. Um, it's a switch commercial for brain versus brain, and he get they keep getting their ass handed to him, and they Neil NPH decides to you know practice so that way he can kick their kick kick his kids ass in the game, right? <laughs> so at the end he's like waiting, but he's like all proud, and the husband's like rolling his eyes, like really you just beat like a bunch of children, like come on, <laughs> you know? <clears throat> but this game. It's called Box One. It is a single-player board game. Okay. All right? Well, it starts off like that. I, I don't want to get too much into it because it, I, I don't want to spoil anything because the game does kind of morph into another type of game where you actually have to... It starts off with, like, basic, like... Tr- it's like a trivia game. You know, it's like a trivia game for yourself, and the answer of the card is part of the question of the next card. Like, for example, Ed... Uh, uh, one of the questions, I forget the word, was white on card two, let's say. Uh-huh. Then in 
card three, it'd be like, okay, well, the red house is on Blue Street. The blue house is on Red Street. Where is the answer from card before? Where is that at? Right? And then there's a bunch of lines. Like, okay, where's the White House at? And I'm like, you know, and Stacy bought it because she wanted to, like, you know, do something. This is a single player game, but something we could do together, right. quote unquote. And someone like, okay, the answer is Washington, D.C. Right. Okay. Right. You know, for, some, for those people who are like, I don't know, well, where is the White House? It's like sometimes like brain teasy type things. <clears throat> like, um, like, like right, right away, that was the first thing that caught to my mind. But then you're like, the where, the root house is on this street, and the, this house. So you're going, is it another color that you're looking for, or you're actually right? And it says like, like we well, you know the answer from the card before is part of the solution, right? Or part of the question. It's like, okay, well, the the question before was the word white, right? So then it's like, where's the blah 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 house at? And then, then they give you kind of like a hangman's answer. You can say, kind of maybe like figure it out just based upon how many dashes are there. Oh, okay. So it's it's it starts off simple. It right. does. But then it morphs into something else without giving too much away. Next thing you know, you're looking at a website, and you're you know if you if uh, to uh, <laughs> you gotta pay nine ninety nine for the first minute. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but if you to, to use a classic phrase, if you go buy the book, um, <laughs> the game will take about twenty four hours to finish to actually complete, um, but. 12 maybe 13 maybe 20 hours of that is basically you just waiting for the time to come because <laughs> you're on a website you're on a pc and there's it's like there's a moment where it's like hey uh come back in 24 hours and you're like or i could just set my clock ahead a day <laughs> and then go right back to it like <laughs> you know and that's kind of what we did and it, it, it turned into that we it well the the game itself was fun and it was interesting, but again, once you're done, you're kind of done. Right. And I was like, okay, well, we, we kind of we didn't waste thirty bucks, but we kind of wasted thirty dollars because it was interesting and it was fun to play. We did kind of go ahead of where they wanted us. Like Stacy noticed something, and we kind of thought, again, without spoiling it, we kind of went off the beaten path, mm. and we didn't spoil anything for us, but we made the, it made the game just a little bit harder because we couldn't find a piece of information. And the reason why we couldn't find that piece of information is because we didn't uh, we didn't get to the spot where we needed to get to the information where the information's at. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Again, <clears throat> by the end, at the end it was it was like a, it was a nice time. You know, um, like I think we we call we text. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough. Computer, stop. Computer, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. It was a good time, and oh, it's because I said the c word. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I said the c word earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was it was it was a fun little like you know game. Uh, you know, it, I totally would have bought it if I was like a, a single person mm. because it was the box itself was kind of cool. The concept was kind of interesting, and it made me like what made Stacy and I like look into Theory Eleven, the people who made the game. Right. They made like another game, but what they're mostly known for is like a uh, magic tricks and stuff, like mm. ma- making like really cool looking deck of cards. And I'm sure you've hit Facebook and you've seen the hey, get this deck of cards. One's a Sith and one's the Jedi. Yeah, Theory Eleven makes those cards. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. They they kind of like they do magic tricks and kind of like mind puzzles and stuff and there's something coming up where it's like hey it's like $130 
it's a, like a two-person interactive thing on the computer where you're part of a group and you have to have a camera because it's going to be uh, it's going to be like a thing <laughs> where you're like in a live audience but at home it's like a zoom meeting but there's going to be magic tricks and you're going to be a part of it I'm, we're not doing that i'm just just you know just figure it <laughs> but it was interesting to say like, because we kind of fell down the well like there's they they worked with Neil Patrick Harris for this game, but the game that got Neil Patrick Harris interested in talking to them about his idea for a game was a game called Amazed, which was like again like a brain teaser and puzzle thing. And I'm like, oh, that's, I kind of want to see maybe we can get that because that the concept of like brain teasers and riddles I, I, I like. Like mm. maybe it's the reason why I like the Riddler as a bad guy because it's like riddle me this. Yeah. What's red, black, and white, and red all over? Ha, ha, ha. A nun with a spear through her head. Ah, ha, ha. Thought it was red newspaper. No, it's a penguin with a murder spree. <laughs> like, <coughs> that was terrible. Well, I didn't say they were good riddles. <laughs> They're just riddles. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's black and white red all over? <laughs> uh, interracial couple in a car accident. <laughs> I thought the answer was a zebra with sunburn. I guess you could do that too. <laughs> you can see who read Tully Chase's jokes as a child <laughs> and who didn't right there. <laughs> That was my childhood and Ed's childhood, all summed up. <laughs> What's worse than Greece and Olivia Newton-John? Come on, Eileen! <laughs> Ed's, Ed's out. Ed's out. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, the classics. <laughs> all right, all right. <sighs> um, so I, like I said, I also bought the the Don Quixote movie. Um, it was five bucks. I'm like, hey, you know, Egg talks about it a lot. He says he's seen it multiple times. Uh, we kind of have sometimes the same taste in movies, and yeah, what the hell? Why not? It's five dollars. Wipe my butt with five dollars. You know. <laughs> Um, and then uh, this week I also bought a couple video games, as I mentioned right. Um It was uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. All right. All right. So I don't know. We always get to later on my reviews on those. So uh, uh, that's pretty much what I did this week, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing else. Super crazy. It was a light weekend. Okay. Excuse me. All right. And so... What's coming out in video? I always picked up. Uh, I've been circling around the the Mar- we call it the Godfather trilogy. Have you? Yeah, I keep circling it. I'm like, but I see it's Paramount, which I don't mind. But when I look at the back of the package, it just says, you know, like, oh, watch movies, not not movies anywhere. I don't see the movies anywhere logo, so I'm worried that it's going to be. And I see the Apple TV logo, and right away I'm like. Did Paramount fall in that fucking thing? But I'm like, no, I have Top Gun, and Top Gun is you know Top Gun and. Like, I, <laughs> top Gun, Top Gun. But I'm like, okay, well, maybe it doesn't have a deal with movies anywhere, so maybe I can get it on Voodoo. But I'm really just want to get the stuff for the extra features. And I'm like, oh, do I want to buy it? Because I already ordered it on Blu-ray. I just kind of really want it digitally. So I'm like, well, why don't you just buy it digitally? Digitally, it was like on sale for like $20 for all three movies or something like that. And I'm like, or $30. 
where the physical copy was like 45. And I'm like, yeah, but it kind of would have physically. <laughs> you know? Because, like, all <laughs> 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 the choices I have to make. I saw, I saw what do you call it, uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer movie 4K steel book from Shout Factory. And I'm like, oh, it's real tempting. <laughs> I might have to splurge a little, get myself that. Because <laughs> that's the only way I'm going to get it is if I get it mailed. And I keep searching, even though I have Spider Man um, No Way Home digitally. I'm holding off. I'm hoping that maybe when Best Buy is going to reissue the steel book, because that steel book looked nice, um, maybe I'll try to get that. But yeah, anyway, it's so, tough choices. My it's tough choices. First world problems, Ed. First, First world, world problems. problems. But what is what's what's coming out this week that's going to maybe go? You know what? Screw all that. I'm going to get this this week. Ah, uh, not much. So no. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh boy, you might be circling it. Um, well, uh, Sing 2 is probably the big movie of the week uh, coming oh, okay. out this week. So uh, if you haven't seen that. Now, if you're worried the fact that you only have Sing 1, they do have a Sing. And this is, I have to put separate this. Sing colon 2 movie pack. So they, they, uh, okay. they Sing 1 and 2 together in one, uh, one uh, pack okay. on Blu-ray. Um, and then uh, Drop Dead Fred is coming out this week on really? Blu-ray. Really? On yes. Blu-ray? Yes. I wonder if it's a re-release. I don't I think know. So. I, I mean, that, that's was my sister's favorite movie, and also my wife's favorite movie. By right, the way. And that's why I put, that's why I put it on the list. I remember your wife, I think, looking for it years ago. Right. right. I we I did buy. I found it on Vudu digitally for like super cheap, and I was like, I bought it. You know, so that way she can watch it whenever she wants. But I don't know if I have it physically. Or, physically. So there you go. And this one, I don't know why. I I think <laughs> I've seen this movie, and right. you know. Uh, Reform School Girls. <laughs> it's coming out of the radio. Uh, yes, Unfortunately, uh, it's one of those. I'm going it's, it's one of those '80s titty freak movies where it's like probably like a teenage movie. And that's probably why I saw it. And it's probably why I I think I somewhere in my head remember seeing it. What was it like '86, '87? Uh, one second here. Looking Reform School Girls. I just feel like it's kind of like an '80s. It is an 80s movie. It's uh-huh. 86. You're right. 86. Oh, there you go. Because I'm 16 years old. 16 year old Sean's <laughs> going out looking for like, a, ooh, hard bodies. Ooh. Or like, <laughs> like yeah, I can't wait to see that. Because it's any like, oh, look, any chance to see some random titties on a, t- on a TV screen, you're all for. Because yeah. you're like, it's like legal porn. Because <laughs> you're 16 years old. You just push pause. You're like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me just rewind and, ooh. <laughs> Animal House is great for that one. With, with Bluto, and he's in the ladder, looks in, and the girl takes her off her bra, and he's like, oh, and he falls backwards. <laughs> that pa- that's a pausable scene. Like, you know? <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, oh. Like, all right, there you go. All right, so yeah. It's, it's- and that's the thing. Most, most, kid, most teenage boys at that time knew how to, like, became masters of the pause button. Right. You go, oh, you know, it's only for a brief second, but if I have, I have a counter, you know, because, like, a lot of those, a lot of those VCRs. Hey, counters. So what you do is you find the spot that you want and then hit, what do you call it, uh, hit the reset button so that way you could rewind to the exact spot that that movie's, the nude scene's at. So you just go, oh, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Tanya Roberts, God bless your soul. A lot of pause moments for you with her. 
<laughs> so yeah, I could totally see that. Sure, yeah. go ahead. And what else is coming out? Uh, then we have Young Rock is coming out season one. Oh, okay. NBC show. I mean, this show's cute. I'm not like, ooh, yeah, let's watch that. I've seen a couple episodes. It's cute. <laughs> and um, I don't know why I put. I guess to round off the list a little bit. Uh, Magnum PI, the complete series, is coming out on Blu-ray. Is it the Tom Selleck one or it's the Tom Selleck one? Because yeah. they rebooted that show. I don't know if it's still around anymore. I think it's supposed to be like his daughter. Uh, yeah, you, oh, you look. It's got this confusing. Like, what? Yeah, they rebooted Magnum PI. Oh, oh no, no, no! I remember now. Yes, okay. yes. Now, now that's the thing because I, I, I think it, I knew the star was in a movie or something like that. That I saw, and I'm like, oh my god, he's the he's the star of the show. Have, he's Magnum. He's Magnum. Oh, it's a girl this time. Magnum. Hold on. Let me just do this. Magnum. Excuse me. Magnum P.I., the 2018 series. Okay. Jay Hernandez, uh, an an ex-Navy SEAL, returns to Afghanistan and uses military skills to become a private investigator in Hawaii. Oh, they did change it to a male. Yeah. Okay. At one point, it was supposed to be. I think that's right. Right. She is Juliet Higgins. So Higgins is his daughter. Right. Yeah. Okay. I know there was a woman in there, but I didn't know. I, I know it wasn't Magnum. Who plays Magnum? Magnum is Jay Hernandez. Jay Hernandez is also known as in Hostile or his Diablo from the Suicide Squad. Okay. Except he's got hair in this game, in this movie, this show. But I don't think I don't uh, think He's I in Hostile Part 2, Friday Night Lights, uh, Magnum P.I., Hawaii Five-0, BoJack Horseman, uh, <laughs> Toy Story 4, <laughs> Bright, Scandal, A Bad Mom's Christmas, Fergie, Save It Till Morning. I guess that's a video. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, all right, well, there you go. So, okay. there you go. All right, all right. Let's move on to video games. All right, and we have this week coming out, uh, Crusader Kings Two, developed by Paradox uh, Development Studio and published by uh, Par- Paramox Interactive for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and that's coming out Tuesday, March twenty ninth. Then we have WRC thirty. I oh, know. I'm sorry. My <laughs> put my glasses on there. WRC ten actually uh, developed by KT Racing and published by uh, Nanku. Okay. <laughs> Nankon. Sorry. Uh, for the Switch, that's coming out Tuesday as well. Then we have Moss Book Two uh, developed and published by uh, Polyarch for the PSVR. That's coming out on Thursday, March thirty first. Then we have Weird West. Developed by Wolf Eye and Studios and published by, uh, I'm sorry, developed by and published by uh, Developer Digital. That's always throws me off. For the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. That's coming out Thursday. And finally, Five Nights of at Freddy's Security Ranch. Developed Security uh, Breach. Right. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, developed and published by Steelwood Ga- Steel Wool Games, sorry, for the PS4, PS5, and PC, and that is on Friday, April 1st. Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, also, too, you probably didn't have it on there because it's actually, if you buy the MVP edition of um, Major MLB 22, you get it on the 1st. Traditionally, it's going to be on the 5th if you buy the standard edition, but that's the reason why I'm like, oh, you didn't mention MLB. Right. But that's because it's like, hey, if you buy, if you pre-order MLB, the MVP edition, 
the $90 one. You get it three days, four days before everybody else does. Woo! Um, all right, well, yeah, nothing. The security breach technically has already been out. It's the digital game that is now on physical disc. Oh, okay. Like, uh, there's a game that's real popular right now called Sifu. Sifu? Sifu, I believe it is. Um, that it's making the rounds digitally right now. Um, it's going to come out on a physical form in May. Uh, what it is is that you are a... Uh, it's a martial arts game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the catch is that you start off as a young man. And it's basically a story of vengeance. You have to go... You're, you're kind of like trying to um, avenge the death of your father. I'm assuming. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. But as you go through the storyline, if you die, you actually age a year. All right? And then... Right, 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 right. You, instead of dying, instead of, like, game over, it's like you actually you're, you age a year, so you become more powerful, but you also lose health in the process. Okay. You know, so there's, like, this balance of, like, can you make it through the game without dying once? Because that way you start you start young. Or can you make it all the way through? And, like, you can make it through and you're an old man getting to the final boss, but and you're super powerful as far as with the moves and shit, but you might be, like, a one-hit, like, oh, he tagged me, like... Stink, ugh, and you just kill over. You know? <laughs> I'm going to be here when I got you come here and walk into my cane. I'll just wiggle it. You just fall on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's probably a threshold where you can't age anymore, you know, and then you just die, die. Like, you know, like maybe like, age 99, I'm 99 years young, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> um but that's uh, here. It's very popular. It doesn't, it doesn't come out on disc until like May, but okay. it's like you buy it right now on your local console for I think thirty dollars. Ed, Ooh. Uh, there's actually a game I'm probably gonna buy digitally. It's called The Ascent. It's for the PlayStation. Mm. When I first saw the ad, it was a Xbox exclusive, so they must have gotten like it was only exclusive for so long. It's kind of like a top-down shooty thing, but it, it's like set in the cyberpunk world. Looks really, really good. It's it, from. There's like you can modify your character. It's like role playing and top down shooting. It looked really interesting and fast. The visually, it looked kind of cool. So like I might buy that. And I say might Ed because I have a full plate Ed. A full, full plate. plate. This is where Sean gets into oh, the first world problems. Ed. Mm. <laughs> I have too much video games and not enough free time. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, so let's 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 keep track. I am playing Elden Ring, still, okay. having given up on that. In fact, I now have decided to just more do random things in there. I'll go in. I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna just this week today. I'm gonna try to flesh out as much of the map as I can. Mm. You know, start working on that for a couple hours. And I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? They have these little save spots, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go try to find as many of those save spots as I possibly can, so that way I can just kind of bounce around a lot, right. you know, and do things. This last time I played, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I think I'm, I'm like maybe like level 30, level 35 maybe. I'm not really sure. But the thing is like the more you you have to do more things to get these runes to help you upgrade your character kind of mm. thing. Uh, so this past week I was like, well, let me go try to fill out the map a little bit more with those save spots. And I found like a little – I found a door that went down to a dungeon and at the end of that dungeon, there's like a, a mini boss fight, you might say. Mm. But some of those mini boss fights can be fucking hazardous to your health, especially when you have a lot of runes. 
Like, and when you're level one, if you raise up to level two, you might like need like ten runes, right? Mm. But then when you need when you go to level two to level three, you might need like thirty runes. But by the time yeah. you get to like level fifteen, you might need like four thousand runes. Right. The only way to get those runes is by off the dead off the body of the dead, or you can kind of like farm s- s- runes, as they call it. Mm-hmm. However, as I've spent mentioned in the past, that if you die in a certain spot, you drop all your runes. You okay. drop all that 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 stuff, and so you actually now have to go back to that same spot to pick up all that shit. And if you die on your way to that, pick up all that shit, all that shit you let, you drop the first time, it's gone. So it becomes like this 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 delicate balance of like, oh my god, I have four thousand runes. The next time I can level up, I need forty two hundred. So now, what do I do? Do I kind of like just like? farm over here just keep hacking and hacking away until I get those 200 runes and then level myself up and then go into like a very dangerous area so that way if I have like 300 souls I go hey you know what I can leave it there (laughs) because that's sometimes (laughs) sometimes that's happened where I'm like playing and I'm like okay let me level up go into an area and I got my ass handed to me and I'm like I had like a thousand souls fuck it (laughs) I'm just I'm not going back like I'll just I'll just go somewhere else i'll just i'll figure it out <laughs> you know so this past time i went in i went down this dungeon and at the end of the dungeon i go into this like this mist and i go in and there's this big ass guy with these two hammers and the hammers are kind of like on hooks like chains so he's like swinging them around i'm like oh no how the fuck am i gonna pass this like, I'm, I'm nervous and i'm like okay well right before you get in there's people like leave messages and sometimes the messages are like hey, you, you are, are just bad advice right. like oh like just jump in here and you jump in there and you're dying it's like they're trolls some offer good advice and one of the advice was like you know range weapons might be of advantage right i only have i have like a crossbow on me and i'm like okay let me, let me but it's a heavy crossbow so it takes a little time to kind of crank it up but the shots are good right i'm like okay well let me try that let me let me go in with that tactic i have a spell that gets like Three these three wolves appear and they help me fight and I'm like okay let me try it so there my three wolves are fighting I'm picking this guy up and I actually won first time out wow and I was like oh my god I can't believe it I was like the high of that getting to win something like that I was like oh my god this is fucking crazy I get it now like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well let me grab what was left and, and what was left over was I got loot part of my loot was I can summon his ghost to help me fight in other battles I'm like that seems really advantageous. I need magic because to, to, to cast him, I need um, 100 points. Mm-hmm. And I think I have like 71. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so now I have to kind of like lean towards getting my intelligence up so I can cast that. Right. And I'm like, but that hurts my build for swords because, or my my strength to be able to do better. But I'm like, well, I kind of really want that guy so I, he can do most of the fighting for me. Because <laughs> I still haven't gotten... Fight I, my battles. I still haven't gotten to the part where I can I keep getting my ass handed to me by the very first basic bitch boss in, in, in the thing that I have to... On my way to this castle, I have to fight this one guy and I just can't do it. And that's what's preventing me from progressing in the story. So I'm mostly like wandering around going... Spare some runes, sir. <laughs> Spare some runes. <laughs> so I got that. I'm also playing Gran Turismo 7. Great game, beautiful game. It's a racing game. I'm not really much of a racer, so I kind of, it's, it's, luckily, uh, I didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> so I don't really care if I, if I let that one collect digital dust. Right. 
I'm also supposed to be playing Horizon Forbidden West, a game I was really looking forward to, but it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Again, a game that got free, so I don't care whatever. I don't feel like I'm invested in anything into it, so what's the point of playing it? Right. right. You know, Elder Ring, I shelled out good money for. I'm going to try to get my money's worth. Right. Horizon, I, I every time I try to play it, I keep getting stuck. because Not stuck, but I keep getting... I keep losing a lot of battles, and it's frustrating for me. I'm like, well, I know how to play this game. What the fuck's going on? Like, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm in an area that is too, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not at the right level at. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, I'll just go back to that. I'll just do that, whatever. However, this weekend, as I mentioned, I picked the two more games. Yes. Uh, game number one was Ghostwire Tokyo. It's a PS5 um, exclusive. Uh, it's kind of spooky and scary, which usually isn't my is not in my wheelhouse. Um, but the visually, it looked really good because what it is, it's kind of like a first person shooter mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, story goes is that there's a, a creature trying to take over most of Tokyo. I believe I think it's Tokyo, um, and you're kind of like possessed by this guy. Because technically you're dead. Uh, technically. Right. And then you have to kind of... It's creepy. That's the best way I can put it. Is There's like a, a lot of Slenderman looking characters in it. Mm. You know, and then there's... Um, I would say it's the Asian schoolgirl uh, outfit. And they run around, but they don't have a head. It's a, They're like a celestial body. Where like everything from the neck down is like there. Except for the head. But you hear them going... <laughs> like oh, it's, it's creepy. It's, I'm not gonna lie, it's creepy. But and then the only way to fight them, you don't have any guns or anything. You have this like mystical ability where it's like you're moving your hand and like certain like little like kind of Doctor Who, Doctor uh, Strangeish. Now how he would you know spin his hands around yeah. and shit would happen. This guy kind of does it with like his hands, like one hand if he like does like the devil horns and like Ooh, look and things will kind of fly out of his hands. Right, and that's basically because of the person who's possessing you. That's his ability, but it's like you have elemental attacks like wind, fire. I just have wind because I just started. <laughs> but there, I break a lot of wind. <laughs> so many jokes. Is right. <laughs> right. I got the wind. <laughs> and I know it. There is like some stealth issues that you, if you sneak up behind somebody, you can like one shot kill them because you kind of suck the life force out of them like with your hand. You're like, okay, that's kind of... There's also like uh, you can charge your your attack and then it kind of stuns them and then you kind of do something else that kind of reminds me of it actually kind of does remind me of Doctor Strange. Um, remember when he was fighting with the what looked like the celestial rope? Yeah, it's kind of like that. He kind my guy has like it like wrapped around his fingers a little bit and next thing you know I'm pulling the string and pull the string and like. It's weird to describe it, and I'm not going to lie, because you got this look on. I have no idea. He's just rambling at this point. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to explain. Visually, you have to kind of watch it. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of jump scary a little bit, because uh, the people that were on the planet or, in, or have disappeared, and all that's left is like just their puddle of, of clothes. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, well, I'm like walking through a hospital, and there's like people, like, what I would assume were people, but like there's jeans and a t-shirt all just crumpled up with shoes, and you're like, oh, where's everybody at? And this tall, slender man with like a like a, a umbrellas kind of like walking through, and you're like, oh, that's kind of creepy, very creepy. And they're all being led by this guy who has like this kabuki mask on with like a, like a horn and horn, and mm. he's like 
he's about to use spoiler. Your sister is in like a coma, and she's half in, half in and out of death. And this guy needs her to help bring over these other creatures, which is what you have to defeat and also save yeah. your sister at the same time. Okay. But you're also kind of dead at the same time. It's it's a little like weird, but it's you know visually it's kind of cool. Then there's the batshit crazy called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Ed. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about it. I, I talked about it on the show. There's a, a, a mini version um, with Borderlands 2 uh, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you are on a planet on Pandora, and you're trying to find like these loot crates, and it's a first-person shooter, and one of the things in their season pass was a Tiny Tina side mission where... Her, where she plays a game called Bunkers and Badasses, right. which is Dungeons and Dragons, okay? She's the DM. She's got herself a little witchy hat, and she's got a like, nice little board with like, little characters, and you have to roll for initiative, and <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. But then when you're playing, like, and you're like, oh, my God, this is actually kind of cute and fun. But they kind of basically expanded on that and created a whole new concept. Mm. Um same kind of concept of like she's a dungeon master, but you're playing with the Valentine and Valentine's. It's basically yeah, Tiny Tina. Uh, Valentine is uh, like a guy who's there with you. He's played by Adam Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Um, the robots played by Wanda Sykes. The Dragon Lords played by Will Arnett. You know, and it's and it's all like in the mind of Tiny Tina. Right. So like you start off and it's kind of like very very standard first person shooter esque type of games, but then you have, like, a, a battle axe that, you know, where you can pick, like, a class system where it's like, you can be a thief or you can be a barbarian or you can be a, a mage. They're not really called all that because it, they don't know what those things are. But she's creating all these things, so she's got her own names for it. Like, uh, I... Uh, there's... When you get through that, like, f- stage, you might call it, mm. There's a big ass board, and your character is like a little. You're called newbie. Uh, your <laughs> character is like move like a, like a little pewter fig, figure that you would put on a giant board to move them around. Like, okay, we're about to go to this forest, and there's like a forest there. But when you look, the, the board's based like, oh, here's a bottle cap. You got to flick the bottle cap over to create a bridge to go over. Oh, uh, look, there's a we call it um cheese curl that's broken over there. Clearly, that's you can't go there. Like you know. <laughs> Uh, hey, oh, look, here's a can of soda that's spilled and it's creating a river that you have to now knock this bottle cap over to go over. But it's all on this big-ass board that you have to kind of explore to get to where you get your quest and then open it up to go to the first-person shooter aspect. Right. But there's also, like, little side quests. It's like, hey, you know, recreate this shrine, get the pieces for this shrine, and then you'll be rewarded. But the first person, you know, that was the guy I met, his name is Backstab, you know? And like, right? And you're like, oh, clearly. I wonder wonder what he does. That's kind of that's the joke. (laughs) Is because they're all like, after you complete it, the robot who's now you know you can hear them off the day. Like, you know he's gonna kill you. He's gonna kill us, right? Like, because Tiny Tina doesn't trust Valentine and the robot to make any decisions. So you're making all the decisions, which is why it's like a first person campaign. You know, so you're like, and they're like, you know, they're gonna kill you. It's in his name, like. (laughs) 
<laughs> his name's Backstabby, so it's got to be like stabby in the back. In the back. <laughs> you're like, you know, and Tiny Tim's like, you don't know that. That's a major <laughs> assumption. You're gonna, how dare you assume <laughs> that? Like, you know. So you go over after you do the the job. You go over, and the shrine is to a god called Mu La. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, and guess what? They're the god of money. <laughs> so, like, there's a cash reward for doing that. But on the way over, you get to the character of Backstab. He's dead. There's a thumbtack stuck into his back. And they're like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." He's like, "You can never know what to expect in Wonderland." <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just like you. I find myself just chuckling. Going, all right, you guys, that, that's cute. That's cute. You know, and there's like random encounters like as you're walking. But what's nice is if you don't want that random encounter, you can actually punch that person in the face and they just disappear. You can continue on. Like, that's what I did. Like I was – and, of course, typical Borderlands fashion, there's collectibles. Like there's a twenty, a gold sparkly 20-sided die. Like uh, on the tutorial level, there's like five of them. So if you find them all, every time you you um, you get one, you get like super cool loot. So the idea is you want to get them all, you know, and then your your multiplier for the money that you make keeps going up. So it's you're kind of like chasing the dragon a little bit. Going yeah. like after I got done the level, I was like, oh, I missed three. I wonder where they are because I thought I I thought I looked under every nook and cranny. And so I went back and redid the level. You know, and but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't as hard as before, and it didn't have like the the commentary. It was like okay, you're just replaying the level to get the 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 the, the collectibles, right. so to speak. And I was like, all right. And after I did that, I walked around. And I was going to get a random encounter, and I was like, well, I randomly hit a punch, you know, like put the punch button, and I knocked the person out, and I just kept going to where I needed to go. I was like, oh, so there's random encounters if I choose to have it, and if I choose not to, just. Punch him in the face, move on. You know, like that's awesome. I like that because in the next spot I went over, it was like I have to. It was I forget the queen's name, but she's the butt stallion. Where she's, it's kind of like she's like kind of like Twilight Sparkle, but she's a butt stallion. I, she's crystallized and everything, and she's you know it's it's funny and it's wacky and it's it's. I can see that game kind of being a little bit more on the addictive side because it's it's kind of fun. It's got like a lot of. Dungeons and Dragons jokes in it, but it also it's like a first person shooter. Mm. I really recommend this one. Like that to me is like out of all the games I've been playing, that one I feel like I'm going to gravitate more towards. Right. Until for about a week and a half, then I'm done because Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga comes, comes out, out right? and it's like, oh, I just realized before the show that. It comes out on a Tuesday. I'm off on a Tuesday, so I might have to take my wife into work. Just so I can go pick up my game and then come home so I can play it and you know so I can and then go back and pick her up on it. I hate having to do that, but it's Lego Star Wars. I've been itching for this game. I, I might have to make the exception, you know, or I can just be like, hey, baby, when you when you're way home, can you pick up my game? I'll play it tonight. You know, <laughs> I'm off Wednesday too, but as she's off Wednesday, so that means we probably have to go do something together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday. She's usually off Wednesday, and Thursday. So Wednesday, it's I want to do an adventure, and I'm like, oh, I just spent the last 24 hours doing nothing. I'm kind of in that mood, but <laughs> all right, <laughs> fine. If you all right, let's go. Like that's how we want to go to the Harry Potter thing, or how we want to get the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just randomly like, I want to go do something. Let's go have an adventure. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Don't want to. Want to stay home, play video games. That's my, that's my jam. But <sighs> all right. I love you. I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so we'll, so eventually, Hicks, uh, what do you call it? The, not, not the next show, but the show after that. In two shows' time. I guess if we have another show next week, you know, for April 3rd. <laughs> Third. Yes. You know, then the show after that, because April 5th is when the game comes out, the show after that, I'll be, Sean, how's your review on Star Wars, Star Wars, the Star Wars Skywalker Saga? It's fine. <laughs> What'd you get to play it? I didn't get it, because... You know, I had my wife pick it up, and then Wednesday I was doing stuff with her, and then <laughs> Thursday I had to go back to work. You know, I actually had maybe like an hour's worth of playtime. Thanks. <laughs> I liked it. I started off with Star. I started off with Episode One because I want to do them chronologically this time. And <laughs> I got about a half hour in. <laughs> I guess it's fun. I guess I'll know maybe more next time. <laughs> like, you know, instead of just being able to go like Ed, I picked it up Tuesday. 11 o'clock on the dot when the mall opens up. Got home by 11.30. Big, bickety bam. I'm playing six hours straight before I go pick up Stacy again. It's gorgeous. I got through this game, this level. Big, bang, boom. That's my dream, Ed. The reality of <laughs> it is. Live the dream, man. Live the dream. The reality is going to end. I, haven't, I bought it. and haven't touched it yet. <laughs> Too busy. I got new, new higher reads to train. And a wife who likes to do adventuring. <laughs> You know, my day off is the day I do wash. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to domestic life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you put, well, you never told anybody with the two games you bought. <laughs> no, I didn't because I don't remember the word. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ew. They're sitting up there. One was Star Wars Squadron. Yes. And I forget the other one. The other one was uh, G.I. Joe. Was the G.I. Joe. Yes. Okay. I expected at least an interview, uh, an interview, a review of that one because I was like, you're a G.I. Joe fan. You'd probably go, go home and pop that in right then. Why did you go home and do nothing? Well, I said I had to update the... Oh, uh, you had to do the update. The update, the, and then Thursday... What did I do Thursday? I was doing something Thursday. I mean, you can say this. It's, it's, it's like... It's the same with you. It's like, I got to do stuff. Like, today I had to put together <laughs> three pieces of furniture for my wife's office. Because you know, we have a spare bedroom and she made it into an office. Because I get the man cave and she gets right. the office. Yeah. You get all this, yeah. Ed. All of it. Except for the holidays when she puts up her Christmas tree over there. <laughs> or the hol- holidays when she does her tables. Well, I was saying, I had a fight for Easter because I'm like... She's like, she's like yeah, you got to get rid of all your Star Wars stuff so I can put my Easter stuff there. I'm like, I mean, you serious? And she's like, "Well, maybe we'll do it upstairs." I'm like, "Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. let's get some bunny ears, and I'll put it on all my Star Wars stuff. That'll be Easter. I'll get a little basket of like little eggs, and they'll look like dark, like look like the space. And they're like, "Oh, look, this looks like a Tie Fighter. And this looks like the Death Star. And this was looks like I'll paint them look like R two D two. Anyway. All right, Ed, I so guess it's time for the news. Time right? for the news. Um, okay, let me just get a little bit here. Okay, and I don't know if we talked about it, but um, Daniel Radcliffe is going to be playing uh, Weird Al Yankovic in a <laughs> biopic. <laughs> I've seen this. Seen the photos? I'm, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I like. Look, I like Daniel Radcliffe just as much as the next person. He's been in some really fine movies outside of the Harry Potter flicks. Right. But this is a Ruku original biopic. That about Weird Al Yankovic, and 
just that phrase alone. Like, we're a biopic about Weird Al Yankovic, the guy who gave you, you know, Rico, um, eat it, eat it. You know, who's fat? <laughs> do, 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 do. Right. Yeah. You know, I love Rocky Road. You know, like all those, my Bologna. <laughs> you know, I lost on Jeopardy. Baby, <laughs> like all those great, you know, long, long time ago. You know when he does the the you know, hey, they the spade air guy, this Anakin guy drove the something, something, something. <laughs> hey, we need to we need to brush up on our weird yeah. out. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> but Daniel Radcliffe is playing him in a movie. <laughs> Which, a movie that is being paid for by Ruku. Yes. Which is weird enough as itself. So, uh, he explains why Weird Al Yankovic chose him for biopic. <laughs> a biopic, right? Okay. Weird Al Yankovic personally chose Daniel Radcliffe to star as him in an upcoming biopic, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> That is a great <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> so second. <laughs> it's got a good That's episode. a great title. Weird. Weird. The, the Al Yankovic story. Because <laughs> you're like, well, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, everyone, anyone who knows anything about him, he was a big fan of uh, what do you call it, Dr. Demento, sends in stuff, became friends with them, does his own shtick. You know, I mean, and, and a lot of people used to say... You knew you made it in the business if two things happened. One, if you appeared on The Simpsons, or two, Weird Al sung a song using your, your stuff. Right. Like, and some people like look forward to it. Like, Weird Al wants to do it? Sure. Whatever he wants, he can have. Even if it's like, no, even if no one hears it. <laughs> so, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's star dropped. Uh, y- Yankovic chose the 32-year actor himself to star as a lead. Uh, Radcliffe said, when I talked to Al for the first time, <laughs> uh, he said on the Tonight Show starring Jeremy Fallon, I was like, I'm immensely flattered by the idea that you would pick me to play you. But, like, why me? Like, turns out it was all thanks to a TV appearance in November 2010 when Radcliffe sang Tom Lerner's The Elements on the Graham Norton show. He was like, I sung The Elements next to Colin Farrell and a very bemused Rihanna, he continued, who I think was like, who is this kid and why is he seeing all of the elements? And I guess Al saw it and was like, that guy maybe gets it. And so he picked me. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is like, okay, wait, I should try to find that that moment. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I, know he, I know he rapped, I think, like, well, that was all the, the, uh, on the Jimmy Fallon show. Right, and it was, uh, I, I love that clip. You're like, yeah. oh, my God, he's got, you know, he's really, really good. But the elements one, I don't know anything about that. About saying Tom Learer's. The elements. So I don't know if Ed, you want to quick do uh, a quick Google search, <laughs> see if maybe. Of course, they don't. They don't show the clip, but I'll see if it's on YouTube here. Real quick. Probably will be. All right. So, <clears throat> so that's why he was picked. Like we all saw something. And he's like, you know what? I think that kid would be okay for uh, to play me in a movie. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
It doesn't look that bad. I, I mean, when I saw the pictures of it, I haven't gotten there yet. Right. Yeah, they, I mean, they kind of did some, like, like, glamour shots of him, and they have a shot of, of Daniel walking from his trailer in, like, the big curly hair and the mustache, and I'm like, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, ridiculous. Like, like, someone, like, Hermione threw a spell on him. Ridiculous. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like they, I mean, they don't. I mean, maybe they kind of look a little like. I'm like, there's a photo of the side of the two of them side by side. Maybe a little yeah, bit. Maybe not just much. a little bit. All right, so that's why I'm. I can't wait to see it though. I am excited. Ex- I'm. I'm. I'm definitely gonna catch it when it comes out because that is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Dan. I love Weird Al. If anything. Uh, uh, I'm trying to talk and do it at the same time. Oh, you could, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, since since we're talking about Daniel Radcliffe, um, he also talked uh, at um, some point about uh, he doesn't want to do any more Harry Potter right right now. Okay? Right now is the key phrase. I think a lot of people are missing that part because he's getting a lot of shit for it. Okay. You know? I found it, by the way. Okay. I think. All right. Let's see. Can we? He looks very young there. Big shout to young Tom Lehrer. Oh, there he is. I don't know if you can hear people. Will Farrell looks really entertained. That Will Farrell, Colin Farrell. <laughs> All right, there you go. So, Word Al saw that way. I think he could do me. <laughs> And then he goes and raps on Jimmy Fallon. There you go. Then at Weird Al went, I think he gets it. He gets me. He gets it. But you know what, uh, Harry? What, you know what, what do you call it? Daniel Radcliffe doesn't get Harry Potter. Harry Potter? No, <laughs> um, I didn't get that movie at all. I was, I was in seven. Of those I was days. in. I was in eight of those movies, and not once did I understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I remember just a lot of green screen and a lot of floaty stuff. And next thing you know, a guy with no nose is trying to kill me. How about looking so, but they actually will. Um, there's a play called The Cursed Child, right? Uh, where it is about Harry Potter's son and Draco Malfoy's son being friends in Hogwarts, right? Okay. Uh, the big catch is Ed, uh, Harry Potter's kid, gets put in Slytherin House. Oh. So he appeared. Um, 
he did appear. Obviously, the he did appear in the Harry Potter reunion show, right? Because you know it's a reunion show. It's not like a hey, we're gonna do another movie. We're putting the band back together. Right, we're putting go. the band. Like people would like to see the cursed child turn into a movie. Now, the people who are playing the play obviously aren't Daniel Radcliffe and are not Hermione Granger and are not you know um, not Hermione Granger, not Emma Watson or Rupert. Grant. Yeah, Grant Rod Weasley. It's not. It's not the big three. It's other actors playing them. But people are like, well, if if you're going to do the mo- if you're going to do a movie version of the play, you should get the original people. Why not? It would be kind of like a nice little, but they're older now. They could probably play their parents. I don't right. think so. I mean, well, you know, it's maybe they could. Um, but in but speaking to the New York Times. Radcliffe said he had fun appearing on the HBO Max special because the magical series is no longer part of his daily life. He's less interested right now in acting in a new Harry Potter production, but he might be open to the idea in a couple more decades. A couple more decades. <laughs> right. right. We're going re- to reboot the series, and we're going to have Daniel Radcliffe play Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Potter movie director Chris Columbus, who directed Radcliffe in the first two Harry Potter movies, said he wants Radcliffe to come back for a potential film version of the stage play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Radcliffe said that he ha- has a never-say-never attitude about coming back to the Harry Potter series in a more official capacity one someday. But right now, he's happy to stay on the sidelines and pursue other projects like the Weird Al movie uh, with uh, Funny or Die, by the way. <laughs> uh, he's, this is his quote. Uh, this isn't the answer that anyone's going to want, but I think it's. I was so able to go back and enjoy it because it's not part of my day-to-day life anymore. I'm getting to the point where I feel like I made it out of Potter okay, and I'm really happy where I am now, and to go back would be such a massive change to my life, he said. Uh, the final Harry Potter, Harry Potter movie was released about 10 years ago. Radcliffe said he might be more keen to jump back in after a few more decades, not unlike some of the original Star Wars actor who came back decades after away. Uh, he's like, I'm never going to say never, but the Star Wars guys had like 30, 40 years before they went back. For me, it's only been 10. It's not something I'm really interested in doing right now. <laughs> uh, Columbus said that he he wants to make the Cursed Child movie but as of yet no film has been officially announced uh, next up in the Wizarding World series it's the Fantastic Beats uh, third in the movie and of course the Hogwarts Legacy um, games coming out later this year yeah. did we talk about that? yes uh, did you see the trailer? have you actually since have you gone back to watch the no I haven't watched That's it okay. yet I've, I've, I've bookmarked it but I haven't looked at it yet. It's perfectly fine. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not, you know, I, just... I was actually going to wait with my wife to watch it cuz uh, okay cuz she's, she's she's the Potterhead. Yeah. All right. So I mean I think it's kind of interesting that you know <clears throat> that Rico uh he's like look, I like it. I want to go back, but you know, not right now. Put a couple extra zeros in there. I'll, I'll be back. back. I will apparently I, come, I, come on. Well, uh, yes, you pro- there's probably that is pro- could be a good motivator to come back. But I believe that during that time, like close to the end, he was almost a borderline alcoholic because he was drinking, he was partying, and like fucking Harry Potter walks into a pub because at then, you're like over in England, you can be 18 to drink. He comes walking, hey, it's Harry Potter, get him a butterbeer. And he's got drinks pouring off. And I mean, I don't think women are throwing panties at Harry Potter, but I mean, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, some, some of those print ladies are probably like, oh, it's Harry Potter. I'm going to do some magic tonight. Throw panties at Looks at my panties. Experiolus. Oh my goodness, where'd they go? They just flew off. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'd like to see his expected Patronum. <laughs> well, let me see. Did they see my Patronus? How about it come on up? <laughs> I'll show you my chamber secrets. <laughs> 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 you can double do <laughs> not double don't <laughs> I ain't no horcrux that's <laughs> <laughs> great no but <laughs> no but seriously folks seriously let me tell you something I, I mean, you know, I, 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 I respect him for, for, you know, holding off. But I, I really do. I think, you know, I mean, because you're, you're still like five, six years away before that movie would be ever made. You know? And, uh, yeah, I do and, think you're right. And, and at that point, you're going, what, let's see. Let's how many see. zeros will it take for him to, you know, come back? How old is Daniel Radcliffe? He is 32 years old. Okay, so now let's say... In in the cursed child, in, at the end of the Harry last Harry Potter movie, where he sent his kid off, his kid's like eleven at this point because you know the age you go into Hogwarts, he's eleven. He's kind of already great, so you figure if he had his kid at thirty, or let's right. say you know thirty two, let's say he had his kid right now, right. in eleven years he'd be forty three. So you know what? What Harry Potter in ten years, eleven years? Ask Radcliffe how he feels about doing it. Right. Because then he maybe would be in the age range of the actual character at that moment in time. Because they were pretty good at keeping him relatively... I mean, they were chudging those movies out one by one because he, they needed him to age along with the movies right. because he's supposed to be 11 to 18 by the time he graduates. Right. You know, give or take a year or two. They kind of think he was like in his, you know, obviously 10 years. So he's been his, it was in his only 20. So you were able to kind of pull it off a little bit. But after that, like, yeah, you know, even at the end, they kind of gave him, like, a gray wig, you know, salt and pepper it up a little right, bit. Right, a little bit. Right, know. it didn't look that great, but now give him, like, another 11 years, so to speak, you know, and then maybe he'll be ready to go back because maybe someone go, like, you know, look, Rad, you know, Rad, Rad, that's what I call him, Rad. Rad. Hey, look, Dave, Dad, Dad, Daddy, come here, sit down. DR. Whatever your name is. DR, sit down, we got to talk. Uh... Look, look, uh, you know, uh, people love you in Harry Potter. Yes, you'll always be associated with that. You did some really, really good stuff. That Weird Al movie, choice, won you an Oscar. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> people said that it was the pinnacle of acting. No one ever thought anyone could pull off a Weird Al biopic. Not only did you do it, you captured the hearts of, uh, you, you catapulted yourself in a whole new stratosphere of fandom. You know, <laughs> there is... Massive weird outpour now, thanks to you. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> is there word? <laughs> you look at that later, Ed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They now want to do. Re- they re want to do redo UHF with you and the star. Like you know, like why not? You know, um, but maybe, maybe like he's got a point though. Like go back like another ten years or twenty years. Like maybe again, who knows. You know, by th- 32, look, I just when I got out, you're going to try pulling me back in? No, no, thank you. Because he did some such drastically different things after he got done Harry Potter. The first thing he did was that he did a play where he was bare-ass naked on stage and having sex with a horse. 
You know, like like he went as far away. He was like, "Yo, you guys are coming to this show. Hold on to your wizarding hats because you're about to see some shit. You're gonna see Harry Potter's wand and see what he can do with it. You're gonna say nay by the time this is over." <laughs> Uh, so I mean I get it you know why go back but uh, you're also like you know what uh, uh, you know look Dan sit down nothing's going that weird out pick after that everything kind of went south like you know no offers dried up they thought that weird that hair was ridiculous that mustache you you you, you for a whole year you didn't even be talked you didn't even want to be called Dan you were just call me out <laughs> call me call out. me out. You can call me out. Do 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 do. And I'm. People are like, I don't know what's going on, with Sean. But some people are going, I know that reference. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I got it right away. <laughs> I'm barely paying attention. Oh, I got it. Because <laughs> there's, there's a there's a series he does on TBS. Uh, Radcliffe. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yes. What's it called? I can't remember. Remember, I'm trying to look it up as I'm talking. <laughs> he does a series. I'd be interested in seeing. There's actually it's a few seasons of this show, and it's bizarre. It's like a it has a couple of people you know in in the in the in this in All right. roles, and I just I have to look it up. I thought um, I I'm always very close to buying the movie Horns with him in it. I think that movie's great. He's phenomenal in that flick. Um, I'm always tempted to get to watch Swiss Army Man because he plays a dead body. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, how does one play a dead body cuz it's more than just that. And I think he plays with Paul Dano. So I think the is, you know, I'm like, I kind of want to see that or Sam Worthington. Maybe Sam Worthington? I don't know. I just know that it's it's, you know, he plays a dead body. <laughs> the the series is called Miracle Workers. It's on TBS. Oh, okay. I've seen that one. I've seen that. I've seen the first season. It's a little weird. It's him, um, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. It's Steve Buscemi played God in the first season, and um, and it was cute. It was funny. In the second season, I, they were in the mid the mid medieval times. Right. And the third season, I think, was the Oregon Trail. Yeah. And that's kind of where you get to the clip of him voguing in a way like he's all dressed in drag and he's doing i'm like i'm like that is acting he is way too good at that way too good like daniel man it seems like you could do anything he doesn't it seems like a kid who doesn't take himself too seriously right which is probably what you need to be like weird al is not i mean i mean let's face it ed if weird al came knocking on your door and said you know ed i want to do a movie about myself and i think you'd be perfect to play me <laughs> Who says no? no? <laughs> Who says no? That see, that's the thing though. I, I if, right away the first thought you'd be yes, right. But then you think about it, like like that you'd have to really seriously think about. It. You have to play Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> a character <laughs> in itself, right? Because I mean, let's face it. I don't think Weird Al is there's there's Al Yankovic, Vic, and then there's Weird Al Yankovic. So I feel like there's there's like. Like, for all you know, I, for all we know, there's probably, like, Weird Al can be, like, really dark. Like, after he gets done playing his, you know, his... his it's like, hey! Like a surgeon! And after he gets off, he's, like, drinking vodka straight out of the bottle, throwing it, going, where's my money, bitch? You know? Give me my smokes! 
Where's my accordion? Who packed my accordion wrong? <laughs> How many times I got to tell you the cord goes like this? You come over here and you just throws them into a window. You're like that's what you get, bitch. I'm on ten. Eat it, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's fat? <laughs> you know, it just gets off stage and just starts pounding the Jaeger. Like you know, that's the same. Like you know, like he's sniffing the coke off a whore's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, <sighs> you got the white stuff, baby. <laughs> Guaranteed to fill me up. Uh, uh, oh oh. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh Rio. <laughs> on the way in, I kicked a puppy. <laughs> oh, so I lost on Jeopardy, baby. How does he know it? Now you've done it, Ed. You've done it. <laughs> Don't tell you, you <laughs> <come> to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Wait, I wait and uh, All right. Oh, God. But <laughs> as you're looking, I'm just saying that if if you were if you were going you go. you'd have to be really talented to play. I mean, Dion is really talented. So sure. I, I, I do have high hopes for him to, to succeed in this, and I hope he succeeds in this because I really like to see a, a good movie. Like, oh my God, he just smacked a woman as he's walking <laughs> out. He's all high and drunk. Like, you know who I am? I'm fucking Weird Al Yankovic. You didn't have nothing before me. Nothing. These fucking Hawaiian shirts and this accordion puts roofs over your motherfucking houses. Gets on the stage. <laughs> or or my 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 personal favorite. <laughs> let's see. Uh let's see. It's going. Smack a bitch up first. Uh, snort some coke. Get some, do some lines. Uh, that's right. Dropping. You don't tell nothing to wear it out, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. What? Oh, so he just pulls out a gun. Pop, pop, pop. Word out in the house. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> What's up? Always good to go to my Miz house. Weird Al. Gangster rapper. <laughs> Just the dark days of. No, don't get me wrong. There has been some dark times l- later on with his parents, you know. I wonder if they're going to touch on that, but I feel like, you know, it's going to be the rise of Weird Al. I mean, 
I mean, they did it behind the music and it was right. like, right. I think behind, it was like behind the music, weird out. <laughs> there was nothing controversial. The only controversial thing <laughs> they could find at that, at that time, because it was before his parents' passing, was the fact that, that uh, Coolio didn't want uh, uh, Weird Al to do uh, Amish Paradise. Right. After that, it was like, you know, but I, the, I think it was like a miscommunication and it's still like kind of up in the air, like how that really right. happened. Like, I think Coolio said okay or his. His company said okay, and they, you know, and then he changed. Right, his someone mind. said okay before they got his okay. You know, next, you know, hardcore. Oh, hard, <laughs> five seconds. Hold on, you know, <laughs> hardcore weird out just coming at you. <laughs> weird out, yo, back up, bitch. Where's that about to drop some knowledge on you, bitch? As I walk. I'm gonna be so glued to my fucking TV when that thing drops. <laughs> and I can't come over to show. Weird. The Al Yankovic story is dropping. I'm gonna come over. We're not gonna watch the show. We're gonna watch it show live on air. We're gonna be like, and here comes, here comes, here comes. Oh, snap! You see, he just punched that dude right in the face. Wait before we walked on stage. I can't. I cannot wait. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> you know what I thought was awesome? I don't know if you know. We, you know, we, every once in a while we talk about the High uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing. Musically, Weird Al, who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At least I don't think be. so. Should be with all the shit he's done. I think everyone would agree that he probably deserves a spot. This year's nominating class was Dolly Parton was on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yes. Okay. Well, she actually respectfully asked to be removed from the list. Do you know why? Uh, no. Why? Okay. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I should have had all that Pepsi. Um, Dolly Parton won't be headed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, Ed. Sadly, in a social media statement. Um, on Monday, on the, around the beginning of March, um, she said she was she would like to have the icon ask the hall to withdraw her name from the 2022 ballot, saying, "I don't feel that I've earned the right." Here's her quote: "I really do not want votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out." She said in a statement, "I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy." This has, has, however, inspired me to put on, put out a hopefully great rock and roll record at some point in the future, which I've always wanted to do. I, I, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I do hope that rock and roll, let's see, uh, I always wanted to do. My husband is a total rock and roll freak, and he's always encouraged me to do one. I wish all the nominees good luck, and thank you again for the compliment. Rock on, Dolly. Class act. Right? Mm-hmm. Class act. You know what she ain't doing? She ain't doing no drive-bys like Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame actually did come back with a response to her. 
um, a few weeks later. Um, let me just see if my internet, if my signal will come up. Yep, from Good Morning America. Um, the, organi- the organization issued a statement acknowledging the country singer's super- the country superstar's thoughtful note expressing her feelings that she has not earned the right to be nominated. Um, the rock and roll or spokesperson for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame says, in addition to her incredible talent as an artist, her humility is another reason Dolly is a beloved icon by millions of fans around the world. Um, from the inception of... Here they get can you on from its inception, rock and roll has deep roots in rhythm and blues and country music. It is not defined by any one genre, rather a sound that moves moves youth culture, the Hall of Fame said. Dolly Parton's music impacted a generation of young fans and influenced countless artists that followed. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said the ballot for this year potential includees was sent out earlier this month, including Parton, sixteen other nominees were including Eminem, Lionel Richie, Dionne Warwick, and, and more. Uh, the organization concluded its statement by saying, We are in awe of Dolly's brilliant talent and pioneering spirit and are proud to have nominated her for an induction in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so they're just like, she's like, yeah, I don't, I didn't. Dolly Parton, to my knowledge, has never done a kick balls to the walls, kick out hardcore rock album. <laughs> <laughs> not that I would not be interested in hearing it. And I don't think that, I mean... I guess you kind of, it always comes down to like, well, who do you think, it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, do you take it at its core, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Is it only for hardcore rock and roll? Can you not, because I mean, this past year they had LL Cool J, Beastie Boys are in it. Jay-Z's in it. Jay-Z's in it. Like, so the Cure's in it. I wouldn't actually call the Cure rock and roll. You know, but there there's rock elements to their music, but I wouldn't say that, you know, like, Trust me, not once when I was listening to Cure as, a, as an angsty teenager did I think it was rock and roll. I thought it was like, oh my god, they understand me. I'm so depressed. This is why I wear black all the time. You know, like I thought you were a fan of Johnny Cash. <laughs> I mean, black people thought that too. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, well, she has a point, maybe, but I mean, maybe from her perspective. I mean, like, let's face it. I mean, there's, there's, you know. Other things that she's done that completely, like, you know, fucking rock. But, I, in fact, actually, you know what? I guess I should play this TikTok for you, Ed. Because I did not... There's some stuff I did not know about her. Uh, 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 uh. There's a guy who kind of does, like, a stand-up thing um, and talks about... Uh, uh, oh, my God. Where is it? Is it... Wait, hold on. Is it, it's got to be here. Here you go. Yeah. On one hand, it makes sense for Dame Parton... For she has always been a country music legend and is already inducted into their Hall of Fame in 1999. Could her immortal duties even extend to another celestial plane of bops and bangers? Such a feat was once attempted by Garth Brooks once he summoned Chris Gaines into our world and split the fabric of space-time into wholesome highway riding goodness and uncomfortable sad dad emo shanties. (laughs) None who lived through it wish to ever go back to those dark days again. Also, what is a nomination but a fruitless giving by a fragile, naked, mammalian hand? In the great cosmos, it is a stick of fruit-striped gum, chewed and forgotten in seconds. (laughs) And on the other hand... She has composed over 3,000 songs in the 55 years since her first album, Hello, I'm Dolly, shook this earth and ground in 1967. 
She covered such legendary hymns as Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, The Beatles' Help, The Animals' House of the Rising Sun, Ario Speedwagon's Time for Me to Fly, Bon Jovi's Lay Your Hand on Me, even Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire, not to mention her never-ending list of philanthropy through the Dollywood Foundation, which includes the Buddy Program, which helped decrease the high school dropout rate from 35% to 6% in Tennessee in 1988. The Imagination Library, which is now responsible for gifting books to 1.54 million students. The My People Fund, which provided over $1,000 a month to families whose homes and lives were destroyed in the East Tennessee wildfires. She basically rebuilt her hometown through Dollywood. And in the last year, at 75 years old, she donated $1 million to Vanderbilt University to help fully fund the Moderna vaccine. Stating, quote, I just want to say to all of you cowards out there, don't be such a chicken squat. Get out there and get your shot. End quote. <laughs> Plus, she owns the Pirates Voyage Dinner Show in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is a straight-up four-course dinner while full-on fucking pirates fight in a full-size pirate ship on a 15-foot-deep indoor lagoon, which is the most metal goddamn thing that's ever happened in my lifetime. I don't know about yours. Which leads me to pause for a prayer to ask the gods, doesn't that all in fact rock? <laughs> that is uh, Chad the bird talk, apparently. I mean, you don't you, you didn't see it, but he's a, 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 a an actual puppet. <laughs> that's the best part. Ed heard that entire that entire thing because he's holding the phone. I can't see the screen at all. Right, <laughs> and I turn around and it's a bird. <laughs> it's like watching a. It's like a fucking. It's like watching Sesame Street. It's like it's like going to a bar and having a meal, and all of a sudden Kermit the Frog pops up and starts just spouting just shit. He just he just just does it all. Like I'm like, all right, you know he. It's hysterical. Like he does a anyway. He does a Batman thing. Again, I don't know that guy. I know that guy. Every once in a while, like Facebook used to be a, a massive source of entertainment for me. I never really got into Snapchat or Instagram. I'll follow like certain people, 
But TikTok for me has gotten to be like the the plethora of entertainment for me because it's always like little quick bits. It's like you know how like you fall down a rabbit hole of YouTube. Yeah, I will scroll TikTok now for like hours by myself. This like during my lunch break, I'll just start scrolling TikTok. I don't post anything, but the entertainment value that's out there because what will happen is the algorithm will start deciding going, oh, you like this shit? We're gonna show you more of it. I am on apparently dog TikTok, animal TikTok. You know, where it's like, oh, you like animals doing funny stuff. Here's here's some here's some cat videos, Sean. Right. Like, oh, I like cat videos. Oh, you like comedy. Here's some funny bits. Like, and it's like some people like mouthing like, yeah. And I shouldn't have to explain TikTok to you. My whole audience, her whole audience, is going, yeah, we know what TikTok's on. Move on, Sean. <laughs> that guy always entertains the fuck out of me. <laughs> but what's even funnier, it's like legitimately like, like, hey, like, let's go out to the bar and have a few drinks. And next, you know, there's a puppet. Just talking to you, just waxing fantical about just like anything and just making it funny. You're just going, God damn it, that puppet's right. <laughs> we should burn the aristocracy down and rise up among us and fight for ourselves. And God damn it, that guy, he doesn't talk like he's got some hand up his ass. <laughs> he, I can feel him. He understands me. <laughs> this felt puppet. He speaks for a generation that was missing a voice for so long. <laughs> it, it sucked, but as a idea, you do know it's a puppet. How dare you say that? <laughs> he is a voice of an angel. <laughs> I know he's not real, but is he? <laughs> Isn't he? Like, you never see the person controlling him. Like, maybe he's spouting this wisdom. Maybe he's channeling a greater, higher knowledge, and it comes out of the mouth of this felt uh. toucan. <laughs> I think he's a toucan. I'm not even sure. He's a cardinal. Is it a cardinal? Is it a cardinal? I think so. It's red of the yellow. I, maybe it is. I don't know. All I know, he's got the voice of an angel. And drops knowledge truth bombs like like a B-52 bomber. He's a puppet. No. Somebody else is pulling the strings. Somebody else is putting his words in his mouth. Don't fall for No, he he's understands. He's a puppet. <laughs> So, uh, anyway. Uh, all right. So, I don't know, Ed, if you knew it or not, but. I don't know anything. Bill Murray was supposed to be Batman at one point in time. No. Uh huh. Bill Murray was supposed to be Batman. Bill Murray, when Batman 89 was coming out, guess who was on the top of the short list of being Batman? Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> all right. So apparently, I don't, this, someone finally came around and asked him. But Bill Murray explains why his Batman movie with Ivan Reitman fell apart. Okay? Um, let's see. Even though fans are becoming accustomed to seeing new versions of Batman hit the big screen, uh, the first live action outing spent an entirety uh, in development hell before Tim Burton came along and delivered a cl- his gothic spin on Gotham City with Michael Keaton under the costume. Prior to that, almost every big-name actor in Hollywood has been considered with the role, with Pierce Brosnan famously turning it down. Pierce Brosnan! Could have been Batman. Oh, my God. However, the project wasn't always designed as being a serious adaptation of the serious source material. 
With Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman once attached to the helm, a comedic version that was much more indebted to Adam West than Frank Miller. Makes sense, because probably if you were looking at it, almost everyone who at that point grew up with Adam West's Batman. Right. You know, so it would be more tongue-in-cheeky, not so hard and, and, and dark as the way Frank Miller drew him or created him. Right. So it makes sense, right? I mean, because some of the comics were even goofy back, I think, back in the right, 60s right. and all that. And all but age. before Frank Miller ever got his hands really dirty with it, it was kind of like Joker was a, really a clown. Penguin was short and kind of like, yeah. kind of like, those were the kind of the caricatures that we were used to seeing. Uh, so Bill Murray was being cast, was being eyed for the Cape Crusader with fast-rising comedy store Eddie Murphy in consideration for Robin. <laughs> I figured I'd just pause for the chuckles. Eddie Murphy as Robin. I mean, early 80s, Eddie Murphy was on the rise. He wasn't, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Eddie Murphy would have played second fiddle to anybody. Like, I think that would have became more Eddie Murphy. Every time he's a duet, he's always overpowering. I don't think the dynamic <laughs> tongue in cheek <laughs> of Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy. I don't know if that would work. I Murray's got kind of a, a reputation of being somewhat kind of a jerk to work with. Not a jerk to work with. He could be difficult. Right. He's no Chevy Chase, you know, by any means. Um, well, you figured the Saturday Night Live days when he, him, and him and uh, you know they worked together, right? You know, he could have. I think that would have. I think that dynamic would have worked pretty well. I mean, you know, especially that time period. Because I mean, the way they are now, the way we see them now, right. these, these actors are your, you know, Eddie Murphy and 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 Bill Murray. They were different then right. than they are now. And I think because I think a lot of their personas was hidden away from the public eye because we didn't have really the internet. Right. There was no internet. Everything that we saw, like you know, was on TV or in movies. Right. We believed that, like. What we saw, right? Was stupid. You know, <laughs> whatever even reviews we got from like the, you know, Tonight Show or or other shows that you know had these people right. on, they seemed like really nice, charismatic people that would you know, uh, that would that would be you know you you'd be like oh they 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 seem like down to earth people right, right? Like, oh, know, I feel like I can hang out with them and next thing you know they beat their wives or they're coke addicts and right. you're like I never would have thought that he seems so charming on. The Carson Show. Right. <laughs> I got it got a lot of chuckles from him during that show, and and so you you kind of go, you know, I think, and especially like I think with Eddie Murphy, I mean, his career started taking off, like well before that, but I mean, like he, I think he would have been like, yeah, I'll play Robin, and and it would have been a, a it would have been a bizarre movie. Ed, it was so funny. I read down here and. Bill Murray was being eyed for the Cape Crusader while fast. It would have been, but Murray recently opened up to Yahoo Entertainment about why it never came together. And this is a quote: "I talked to Eddie Murphy about it, and Eddie wanted to play Batman. That's as far as the conversation went. I don't want to be the boy wonder to anybody. Maybe much earlier when I was a boy, but it was too late for that by the '80s. Also, I couldn't do the outfit. Eddie looks good in purple. I look, I and I look good in purple." In red and green, I look like one of Santa's elves. And that was just a lot of vanity involved in the production. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
As much as we like to see the A's, Aaron Murray and Murphy at the heights of the power, bringing Batman and Robin to theaters for the first time in a major studio film, we're more than happy to allow things turned out. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Like, maybe he was being serious, maybe he wasn't. But I can totally see Eddie Murphy going, I don't want to be Robin because I'm, I'm on the rise. I don't want to be right. a second fiddle. I And not as an ego thing. Maybe some like, people look at his ego, but... In a career, when you see um, 48 Hours, I think it's Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte, or Trading Places, he was always coming to America. Like, he had, he was so, like... Yeah, but that's the same. Like, 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 there's some movies that you see him as the star. But, like, 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 when you said Trading Places, like, you see Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy at the same level. Like... I didn't. You didn't? No. I thought Eddie Murphy was just, just... And not... Didn't like act as circles around him. Just to me, he had. For me, as a person growing up, whoever had the funniest lines were the ones that I always gravitated towards. Right. So I was like, if you know, if you get somebody a great one-liner, man, boom, I'm in. Like Eddie Murphy, even Chevy Chase. I love the Fletch movies so much, and it hurts sometimes to watch it, knowing that he's such a fucking asshole. Like it's like, uh, but he's really, really good in it. Or Tim Matheson. You know, I, I mentioned that name. He's recall in uh, all the movies that he's in. He's always got this quick wit up the creek. Animal House. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, even Robin Williams. You know, in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. You know, when he's sitting there going, the army guy's going, "What's three up and three down mean to you?" End of an inning. Like, you're <laughs> like, you're like it's quick. Like those people always stood out to me as like, like the I love a good setup. But it's the smart punchline that can make you go, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That's a good one. Right. Like, I'm always, I'm a quick wit kind of person. And to me, Eddie was, Dan was more the straight man. And Eddie was the wild card. And I liked the wild card. So to me, it, Dan Aykroyd, even in Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd was the straight man. He plays right. a great straight man. Don't get me wrong. He's perfect at what he does. But when you think of Blues Brothers, you go jump well, Belushi. Because yeah, <laughs> like I said, Dan Aykroyd had those moments and it's one of those things you have to watch like Blues Riders again and go and like take your Belushi love out. Right. And, and let's see. When, when, you, he's, when, when you, he's like doing the toast on the in the, uh-huh. in the apartment. Right. Or slowly asking for four. <laughs> or, right. When when you have like I, Dan Aykroyd is subtle in his humor and right. like you, when you rewatch those and you go like I've seen John Belushi or Eddie Murphy so many so much and they're so out powerful and you watch them over and over again then you start noticing the subtle nuances of Dan Aykroyd and what he does and you go oh my god this guy's just as brilliant as everybody else in there he's just doing so undertone because he knows I can't I'm not going to be up there right? because it becomes a pissing contest you know what I'm going to go under Right. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this look. I'm going to make this action. I'm going to interact with that on the side. Something that doesn't take away from the big action here. But if you notice, I'm getting a laugh too. Right. You know, and I think that that's kind of... But he could also do over the top. Because I, my one of my favorite bits is him doing the, 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 the salesman guy on Saturday Night Live. Like, the, I always remember he's got the big loud jacket on. He's got always talking with his hands. Yeah. You know, uh, the uh, bassometer, the bassometer. It's beast bass. And he put it in there. And it's just throwing fish all around. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or Dr. Detroit. Yeah. You know, where it's just him and he can be as crazy as he wants to be. You go, you know what? He is brilliantly funny. But when you put him next to somebody, he knows that he lets those people kind of like, Oh, dude, I'm I'm I can't compete with that. So I'm gonna let you do your thing, 
I'm just going to do my thing over here. Right. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but seeing Bill Murray, I just, Bill Murray couldn't be Robin. He would have to, I just, see him with the cow, I'm Batman. Like, it just. I can't I, see either playing either Batman. Either one playing Batman for that. But then when Robin. Tim Byrne got around, it was supposed to be um, Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin. Yeah, you know, and he's talked about that a couple of times. He's like, I tried the suit on, it just didn't work for me. Like, and then he wound up getting cut anyway. So it was like, hey, I think he got up to as far as wearing the actual costume before they cut his character completely yeah. out. So I'm like, all right, well, good on him, I guess. <sighs> it's bizarre. It's just this weird alternate. It's like the multiverse of movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Uh, speaking of multiverse and movies, I think I might be got one more thing. All right, this is an old thing. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Okay. Uh, when when did you first? Let me ask you this, Ed. When you first noticed Ryan Reynolds on the screen. Uh, like well, I'm sorry. When did Ronald? Re- what was it that made you go? Oh, that Ronald Reynolds character is a pretty good guy. I li- I like his stuff. Or did that ever come around? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still uh, waiting for his uh, good I'm, stuff. I'm, out assu- here. I'm assuming you enjoy his movies. I <laughs> guess I should just like. Do you remember the, the earliest thing that you've ever seen him in? The earliest thing I ever seen him was two guys and a girl on a pizza. Thank you. Show. Thank you. Yes. Not many people remember that he was in a sitcom. Right. Two guys, two guys, a girl in a pizza shop. Then it later became two guys and a girl because that title was fucking too long. Right. Um, it also not only started Ryan Reynolds, but it also started uh, Nathan Fillion. He played the girl's boyfriend. Okay. You know, the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because every once in a while I try to look for it on Blu-ray or DVD or something like that because I feel like it's it's a, um, a show that not a lot of people know about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Ryan Reynolds himself is open to a revival of his show, actually. <laughs> um, speaking of, have you seen The Adam Project? No, I haven't seen that yet. That's a good movie. I think I talked about it last show. It's, it's good. It's, okay. good. it's a good movie. Uh, the world knows Ryan Reynolds is a successful film actor, but he got his earliest breaks on an ABC sitcom called Two Guys and a Girl and a Pizza. Uh, the Adam Project led to stars led and starred on the program uh, from 1998 to 2001. Jesus Christ! All right, so it was it was on for f- four or five years. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight to f- nineteen ninety eight to two thousand one. So three years, three years, three years. All right, yeah, I think that's four seasons though. The right. TV time, <laughs> maybe three seasons. You can look it up. <laughs> uh, while he was attending the premiere of the Adam Project, Ryan Reynolds fielded the expected questions for updates on Deadpool three. But then when asked by Inverse about two guys' reunion show, he lit up. He's a quote, his quote was, I would do that in a heartbeat, he said. That was one of the best jobs I ever had in my life. Truly, I mean it. I loved every second. Even yesterday, I spoke with co-star Nathan Fillion and, and Trailer Howard. But yeah, hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> so, I mean... Four seasons, you're right. Four, yeah, see? <laughs> Uh, while a sitcoms from the turn of the millennium may be better remembered, Two Guys and a Girl was way ahead of its time, for only, if only for its final episode, which allowed fans to vote online how it would end. <laughs> so if a reunion ever comes together, here's hoping Ryan Reynolds, Nathan Fillion, whoever else the original cast would return, would usher in more narrative innovations. Although today's era of rapid technology, yeah, who knows? But I was 
thrilled to see that he was able to kind of like he still acknowledges where he comes from. That to me makes like even more of a nice kind of get. Right. I guess you kind of go like, oh look, he remembers that, and that he thinks fondly of it, and he still talks to those people. It makes me go, all right, that's why he's a class act. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's. That's it. He's like, I was at a gas station filling up, and <laughs> I just I'm like, hey, how you doing? So I got to talk to him. All right. All right. There's a couple I forgot to, to copy over for myself, but Ed has now def- has graciously sent articles to me with links so I can actually bring them to the show. <laughs> I did? Yeah, you did. Steven Spielberg gets called out after praising Netflix for casting unknown actors in Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven Spielberg has been criticized for claiming that Netflix series series Squid Game is proof that TV shows can be successful despite casting quote unknown actors. For those people who don't know, the 2021 uh, South Korean dystopian series is about a group of people invited to join a mysterious contest in order to win a vast fortune was one of the streaming giants' biggest hits last year. I, uh, have you watched it, Ed? I've seen parts of it. I've seen... Actually, I've, I've, I think I saw a TikTok video where they showed all the best parts of it. The the, the games themselves, you know, okay. it's like everything. But apparently, it's a very good story because it's about a guy who... I, I, lo- I, I saw it. I, 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 oh, I, yeah, never mind. Stacy and I watched the entire series of because we were in quarantine or something like that. I forget right. exactly. Or we, uh, I forget, But yeah, he gets... You know, he gets um, basically, he's down on his luck. He gets invited to join these, these games. First he says no, and then he gets there, and you find out that, like, oh, in order to win, you have to survive these games. And the first game they do is kind of like a, a, a red... Um, red light, green light. Red light, green light. Yeah. The problem is if you get caught moving, you get shot killed. You get shot dead. So, like, after the first game, like, and at any time, the people said, like, look, at any time you guys want to stop this, we'll let you go back to your your regular lives. However, it has to be a unanimous decision in order to do this. So, like, the first after the first game, everyone's like, fuck, we're, we're, we, we don't want to do this. This is fucking crazy. We had no idea. So, they're like, okay, you're all free to go. You're free to go back to your lives. No problem. The problem is they go back to their lives and they're like, well, fuck, my life's kind of shitty. I think I can win this thing, though. Like, why not? Like, what's I what, what do I have to lose? Uh, except my life, but my life is kind of shitty anyway. So, what's the big deal? Or, oh my god, my husband's sick, or my wife is sick, or my kid's sick, or I have to do something, or I'm in debt so bad that if I don't do this, I'm going to get killed anyway. Mm. So, and then it, there's like a little bit more dramatic era. And then there's obviously just like any other TV show or any kind of situation like that. There's people who are going to be good at you know just good people in general and help each other. But then there's going to be bad people that are going to be like, I'm only out for myself. I will fuck you over because the more people that die, whoever is left standing gets the money. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's like a couple people, so be it. If it's one person, awesome. I get to take all of them, all that money. So it was, it was, it was very nice. I it, the show, it, it was, I thought it was really good. I mean, I didn't mind when we we watched it dubbed. I have no problem. Never had really had a problem with reading subtitles or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like the game Ghostwire Tokyo is all subtitled. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is. I, it, you know, it was a really, really good show. Like, I always recommend, like, if you haven't seen it, sit down and watch it. Watch it. However, Ed, Steven Spielberg thought that all these people were fucking unknown, right? 
So he appeared on the PGA Award panels of on, on March 19th, by the way. Spielberg praised the show and congratulated Netflix for taking a chance on a series without any quote-unquote known stars, Deadline reported. Uh, this is what a long time ago it was domestic stars that brought in the audience to the movies, the West Side Story director apparently said. Uh, today it's interesting, unknown people can star in entire miniseries, can be in movies. Uh, Squid Game comes along and changes the math entirely for all, all of us, he added, pointing to Netflix co-CEO, chief content offer, Ted Sarandos. Sur- Thank you, Ted. Now, let's go back a few years, Ed. Okay. Just, I just wanna, let's put a pin in there. Because he's kind of praising Netflix for all this shit. But not too long ago, this same SOB was really front, the front and foremost going, movies that are on Netflix shouldn't be considered contenders for Oscars. Right. Because it does it, it the, those movies need to be seen on the big screen, let alone you know the, <laughs> Netflix. But then here he is sucking the CEO's cock like, oh, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. No <laughs> come <in> my face. <laughs> wow. Let me show you jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a close encounter of the right kind. <laughs> <laughs> this player is ready. <laughs> wow. Alright, first off. Wow. Second off. Uh, uh, wow. Second off. <laughs> You're on my list. <laughs> hey now. Um uh, <laughs> See the visuals here. It's just stunning. Um, no, but uh, uh, you're right. Like, like <laughs> the you know, the fact that a few years ago he used to like you know, because that's the thing. Like his movies weren't on Netflix. Well, I mean they right. were. I mean they eventually get signed a deal or whatever. And he, he gets it. Right, right. But he's not. He's not doing first run movies on Netflix because he wants to do the theaters. Right. Because that's where he makes the most money. Right. But then all of a sudden, hey, all the theaters get shut down because of a little thing called pandemic. And next thing you know, it's uh, Saving Ryan's Private. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you got any more? <laughs> All right, now that you're on a you're on a laughter pause, the the, the fact is, <laughs> I don't remember what the fact is now because I don't know what the hell I'm <laughs> Um, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Like E.T. can phone this home. <laughs> there it is. Hi. <laughs> but anyway, going going back to what we oh <laughs> throw it head off just completely. Yeah, no one's on Squid Games. Uh, yeah, you need I need more information. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I'm, I'm going to be just like able to take a shot to the head. Blink <laughs> 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 a joke she can't do. It's too soon. It's too soon. Catch me if you can. Catch this. <laughs> Look, I caught it. <laughs> 
Anyway, so he's like, thank you, Ted. <laughs> However, on social media, Spielberg has been criticized for his remarks by Squid Game fans who have pointed out the show, in fact, stars members of veteran Korean actors. Among them are Lee Jung-jae, one of South Korea's biggest stars, <laughs> and Oh Young-soo, who have been acting his career since 1967. <laughs> some, of, some of the Spielbergs are LOL, just some of the most famous actors in Korea, one fan says, responding to comments. Another day, another American thinking the world revolves around them, another tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> Another person said, unknown, poor choice of words. I get that Spielberg may have been making a point about having a more known, quote, uh, many Western audience members, actors, to be an anchor in a new piece of work. But in this case, when people need to express themselves clearly and not offend. <laughs> Someone's like, unknown, West Western exceptionalism rotting everyone's brain. I laughed my ass off, another joked. <sighs> so... <laughs> Uh, when are old white men going to know? Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, I, mean I, I have to say, he's got a point. Because <laughs> I don't know who these people are, and I still don't know. No, you no, don't. Wait, well, you, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's small thinking. It really it is. It is small thinking because it's it's a production company from another country. Who's to say, like, Bollywood's a thing. There's famous Bollywood people that I know that I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. But, you know, they're on the stratosphere of a George Clooney for them. Right. You know, there's probably a a South African Spielberg that I don't know that's been pushing the boundaries of whatever visual content that he has. I don't know. You know why? Because I'm not fucking there. But the last thing I'm going to be is like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know them. The small unknown people like... Dude, come on! Just how do you know they're not? They're not unknown. It's like it's like pulling a person out of obscurity. It's like Spielberg walked in here and said, "You know what, Sean? I heard the show. I really like that impersonation that you did of me sucking dog, sucking off the CEO. I'm gonna put you in the movie, right?" And I'm like, "Okay, Mr. Spielberg." I'm like, "Yes, sir." That's pulling somebody out of the unknown. And I become like a huge star. <laughs> then someone goes, dick. and then someone goes, "Hey, you know what? That guy Sean, who was in Spielberg's remake of <laughs> Giving Head, right? Uh, you know, of of Hands Across America or whatever. Like, you know, hey, that dude did hand jobs across, <laughs> right? Spielberg decided to do another, like, you know, I don't know. Let's see West Side Story. Let's go and, she, that guy who's in Ready Player Two, <laughs> like you know, he's he, doing a remake of My Fair Lady, he, right? He's doing or King and I, and he got that fat schlub being the king because he can go, oh yes, I am the king, <laughs> like you know, he's he's great. No one knows who he is. Completely makes sense because um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a complete unknown, right? But if someone over, if I'm like, if I'm huge over, let's say Canada. You know, huge star. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any other. I mean, I don't, let's say I'm in Italy, and I'm a huge star in Italy, and he's we're like... big in Japan. I'm big in Japan. Yeah, I'm big in Japan. And they go, and Spielberg goes, yeah, that guy, yeah, he's an unknown. And I'm like the biggest star in Japan. I'd be like, dude, man, no, I'm not. Fuck you. 
Hey. I might not have Spielberg money or Spielberg notoriety, but you know what? I'm king of my own little town. Bruce Lee is a good example of that. You know, huge star over in, in Eastern, you know, over in the East. But when he came to the West, he was still a nobody. No one knew who he was. Jackie Chan, another good story. Mm. You know, like people who were like nobodies. And like, oh, well, now the American audience got a hold of him. Another uh, household name. Well, there was a, there was another actor. Uh, he was in um, the uh, Wolverine movie, the XM, X-Men Origins Wolverine. He was the guy who was the, I forget, they call him Zero. He was the guy, the marksman in the group. Uh, so I have to look him up real quick. But apparently he's a big action star in Asia. And nobody knows who he is here. Okay. And, like, he is as big, he's a big, as big as... Right, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman is there. Okay, that we you know that well, we know here. Well, okay, and like you go, I'll go back to Bruce Lee when Bruce Lee was doing the the Green Hornet show overseas. It was known as the Cato Show mm-hmm. because he was a way bigger actor than recall the guy playing uh, Van Horn. I think his name was um, the guy playing Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Now I have to go look something up. Shit! <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's right. We're going to put a show in a free pause as we're both doing research online. How great are we as show hosts? That's right. I'm the fuck have- I don't care. <laughs> I don't care enough. All right. And while you're looking that up, I'm going to give you another another thing Ed gave me. So, and this will be my final one, so we can take it from there. Uh, Voltron movie in works with Red Notice's Ross and Marshall Thurber directing. Yeah. So a live-action adaptation is currently being he- in a heated bidding war, Ed. Heated. Yeah, it was Agent Zero. It was a guy named Daniel Henney was the actor who played him. Apparently, he's huge in Japan okay. as an action star. And nobody here knows who he is. Can I see him? Let me see him. Let me see his face. Let me see his face. I want to see his face. Oh, okay. I I, I recognize his face. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, see, that makes sense. Like, sometimes, sometimes I wish Americans would just stop putting their foot in their mouth. Right. Just, you know, like, there is a whole world out there with famous people from different countries, different walks of life. Not all of them have to be from America, you know. <laughs> well, they are not. It's just that you know Spielberg's got a hero for no right. Spiel and Spielberg <laughs> as a director, like if Spielberg doesn't know who you are, you're, you're nobody. nobody. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Search of that ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> You must be a pro, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> the visual <laughs> You gotta make the faces, yo. Know? Like, oh boy, here's my crystal skull. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, wee. Hey, what are we talking about? When you're a jit, you're a jit all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. 
Ugh. Oh, I feel pretty. That's right. I feel pretty. Oh, yeah. You want to come in America, don't you? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. Just falling down a stupid well. <laughs> Uh, so, anime adaptations are slowly becoming popular in Hollywood, and it looks like Voltron is the next one to get its very own film. Uh, reported exclusively by The Hollywood Reporter, by the way, a live-action Voltron film is in the works from Red Notice's uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber. Uh, Thurber is attached to direct and will also co-write the screenplay with Ellen Shaman. Uh, the project is currently in a heated bidding war with roughly seven studios and streamers in the running for the film. This includes Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon. It's important to note, Ed, that Netflix does not seem to be in the running, even though they released Thurber's last film, Red Notice, as well as the animated series Voltron at Legendary Defenders. At this time, no real clue of to where, where the film will land, but THR, that's a Hollywood reporter, does say a deal could be get is done as early as this weekend. This weekend was four days ago, so Ed, it would be this weekend as we're doing the show yeah. right now. There could be a contract being drawn up to bring the legendary Voltron to live action. Yeah, I'm excited. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've, 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 I think I've seen every. Japanese anime live action movies that's put to date. I've seen a lot of anime. Actually, I'm, you know what? I, I have to take myself out of the running for this only because <laughs> I've realized I don't watch that much anime as I thought. <laughs> I love I've seen just about, well, maybe one episode of Voltron. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Voltron. I love, I've seen every single episode. Well, you know, I, I saw maybe. You know what? I saw half the episode, and I really love the design, and I'm a huge fan of that giant robot. I love the original. I love the original. I did see every episode of the original. Actually, I have it on DVD mm, sure. and all. Um, I just haven't seen too much of the new one like on, right. on Netflix. Right, I, right. Saw, I think I saw a few episodes of it, and it was okay. It wasn't... Not your Voltron. Not right, my Voltron. Right, right, right. Yeah. A lot of people you know. praised it and loved it, and I'm, you know, it just wasn't for me because I thought it was a little bit slow. But <laughs> and you're a little bit slow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 instead of being episodic, with it, it's like you pretty much watch the same episode you've seen Voltron. Like, right. Because it's like something happens and then the in the end they just kill a big giant thing. Right. And they cut okay. it in half. Like this is like a continuation story of Voltron. Right. It's a story. It, right. It's not an episodic <laughs> show. It's right. not like one and done. Like, oh my God, big bad guy. Quick, call Voltron. Right. Giant robot punches bad guy in the face. End of episode. This is a, this is a story that's right. being told. For those people who don't know, though, because some people are like Voltron, what's that? Um, it's um, Voltron, Defender of the Universe, was an original series that ran in the mid '80s, and the plot was quote centered on five young pilots in a battalion uh, named the Robot Lions, which are vehicles that join together to form a mega robot known as Voltron. Uh, you can see why many students would be interested. In this, given that similar series like Transformers and Power Rangers have done very good in the American market. Also, since its debut, Voltron has maintained its pop culture relevance with its DVD sales being in the hundreds of thousands, Ed. Yeah. So, you know, you have one on your shelf and you participated in that. There you go. Good for you. 
Um, it also helps that the series has been has seen a few re- reboots over the years, including one on Nicktoons in 2011 and later on Netflix in 2016. Uh, Voltron has become one of those properties that has been in Hollywood development hell for years. As a live-action film, it has tried to get off the ground since the early 2000s. Studios like New Regency and DreamWorks have all tried, but every attempt has failed up to this point. Red Notice, released back in November, clearly became the biggest Netflix film of all time. Uh, we're likely to hear more information about the project once the studio eventually gets attached to Voltron. Uh, if they do, I mean, it's, you know, I, I guess. I, I'm, I'll be honest, never really watched the show. <clears throat> never really been a big... It's weird. As a kid, not so much, and the robot's punching things. As an adult, give me a giant robot punching something giant monster, I'm into it. Right. Pacific Rim, loved it. I mean, I was more of a Godzilla, King Kong kind of person, so you give me a giant monster punching another giant monster, I'm in. Even if it's in a rubber suit, it's live action. I think the cartoon aspect I just didn't like. Maybe, I don't know. I just never really could be like, oh, oh, Voltron's my jam, yo. I did try watching the Netflix show, and while I enjoyed it, I think I fell off like after episode three, because I just, I did find it boring, kind of like... Like, well, this is about a giant robot. What the fuck is this giant Where's robot? Where's the robot? <laughs> like, okay, I see the kid in the yellow lion and the kid in the red lion and the girl in the... What? Don't they all, like, get together at some point? And one of them looks like has, like, an identity problem. You know, like, I can't really join with the other ones for whatever reason. And, <laughs> like, this is not the old... I mean, where's... I mean, sure, I get it. Climax. Oh, look, you know, like, spend a half hour with a giant robot punching a giant something else. And you're like, oh, yeah, it'd be great. I, can I just have that in the first episode? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's my problem. Because I've kind of grown up to that. Because there's actually been, there's three Voltrons. Okay, okay. And there's there's a vehicle one uh-huh. that has, I think, 15 vehicles, like five, <laughs> five land, five sea, five air okay. vehicles. And they fly around in space on a ship, and then they form Voltron... <laughs> thing and then there's three we got this car in space but it flies around and it's land though but it's it's, it's the space. 80s what do you want I mean, <laughs> a lot of a lot of coke involved <laughs> all right so this is what we'll do we'll have cars right and we'll have ships and we'll have planes and we'll put them all into space and we'll all fly but if they're all flying, why don't you just make them all planes? No, 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 don't ruin it, man. Because what's going to happen is that they're all going to get together in in shape of Voltron. <laughs> but why do we need 15 ships why can't we just have like five planes like two arm four, two arms two legs a body and then the head pops up out of the body like Zoltron did back in the 80s no no we're Voltron fuckers we gotta go extravagant I want ships and I want planes and I want automobiles and fuck it throw a, a choo choo train in there you know <laughs> We'll make it. We'll make it. We'll, we'll turn into a giant robot, and then the train will be the sword, and he'll swing it around, and he'll dissect into a bunch of little things. It'll be kind of like a whip, and then he'll be like, "Choo choo on this bitch!" Woo woo! It's pretty close. Really? No, no. There's no, there was no train shot. You'd be ridiculous now. That's just insane. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. But the with the cars and the planes and the ships, totally right. They all were in. Then we all they all had all their own drivers, and they all just float around space, going, "What are we gonna well, do today? Were, I don't were, know. Let's go fuck up some shit." It was kind of, it was kind of like a mix of like uh, 
Robotech for, and Voltron because it was a ship they flew on and then they would come out and battle gotcha. the, battle things as individual the vehicles right. and then they'd form up into a shape Volt- of a right. giant Voltron like oh look here I am in my Pontiac GTO flying through space with a Gatling gun attached to it oh no shit's about to pop off quick let me shove my hood into this plane's ass and next thing you know shape of an arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sean, geez, when you put it down, you break it down that easily. Why the fuck did I watch that show? <laughs> that was like I a, was a kid. What the fuck? But like that and GI Joe. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> and Thundercats, but <laughs> that was like not ridiculous. You know, five cats coming from the planet and land on Earth. Hey, Chitara, help me get through puberty. Thank you very much. <laughs> she, she thunder, it. thunder, 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 <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so there was... Th- Snarf. <laughs> there, there was three, like I said, there was three Voltrons. The only two made cartoons out of the third one was three robots that actually formed a giant it's like three big robots that turned into one giant robot which made no sense right. but you know here guy 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 i gotta slow down slow down slow down kids love the giant robot right how about this what if we get a bunch of giant robots that form into a gigantic robot dude how high are you fucking high I'm telling you man we need three giant robots right and then and when all the shit hits the fan they just form up this gigantic huge voltron thing <laughs> six arms so big it's got six arms how do you get six arms out of three robots i don't fucking know you know why because they all got their own arms that's how you know <laughs> that's exactly it. they don't have six legs because we knew there was other we only got two sets of legs but the other th- four legs shape of the body how's that or their bodies shape of the bodies and the legs all shape into two giant massive legs because you need giant massive legs to support a giant body with six fucking arms. <laughs> I mean, he's got to fly. <laughs> he's got to fly. Why? Because he does. Because he's well, in then, space. Well, then why do you need the big giant legs to support the body? Because I just said so. That's why. <laughs> Stop trying to tear me down, Phil. <laughs> I come up with the ideas, man. You just fucking draw it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting paid for logic. You're getting paid to doodle. Now doodle. <laughs> doodle me three giant robots that shape of another giant robot. Now. <laughs> Do it before I need it before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a presentation to go to. I need it now. <laughs> I needed it yesterday, Phil. You're just telling me about it now. I don't want to hear your problems. That's not the point, Phil. The Phil is the problem is Phil that I told you I need it before lunch. I don't care that I'm dropping to you on your desk at 10 a.m. You got three fucking hours before I gotta give it to the thing. Then you're gonna have to work through lunch, Phil. I don't care. You get paid to listen to what I'm telling you. Now draw, Phil. I re- I, you know what? Right down the hall is some Disney animator graduating from out of high school. I will pick that fucker up and he'll draw me what I want. Too sweet. Do it half the price you are. I don't care that you used to work on Bugs Bunny. Big fucking deal. This is fucking Voltron City. This is giant robots shaping another giant robot. This ain't no, what's up, Doc? Fuck you. 
<laughs> this ain't no cat chasing a mouse. Fucking Tom and Jerry. This is a robot with a sword. Flaming sword. Come back to Earth, <laughs> You're too far out. I can't see you anymore. <laughs> Sitting there just, just yelling at poor old Phil. Phil talks about his times in the animated studio going... <laughs> Yeah, I had to tell you the one time I was like, yeah, that, that giant Voltron character. I drew it. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. I hated that era. I did too. My boss was a coked up dude. You want to, you know, crashing and burning maybe out a year later. You know, next thing you know, he came streaking through the hallways, just bare ass naked. Coked all over his face. Eighties <laughs> were crazy, man. He just apparently dipped way too much coke and bought way too many outdated stocks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't say it happening. <laughs> I was an ultra. I was an Ultraman fan when I was a kid. Okay. I don't know why. Again, giant robot. He was. He, yeah, he was a robot. No, he wasn't a robot. He was a person. They tried bringing they tried bringing Voltron, uh, Ultraman back. A Voltron was it Voltron? No, Voltron's what you think. Ultraman. <laughs> I was an Ultraman fan. They have an, the, actually. It was a series on YouTube. They did an Ultraman right. uh, anime type of thing. It wasn't bad. It was bizarre. Yeah, but Ultron. But Ultron, Ultron was Ultraman. 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 Ultraman you see, it's just so similar. Ultraman to me was like he, along the lines it was like okay you watch the Godzilla Godzuki Hour show whatever the fuck <laughs> it was you got to watch a giant rubber guy in a giant rubber suit punch another man in a giant rubber suit and all of a sudden transition to a guy in a silver leotard with a arrow thing on his head and kind of doing the 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 we call it the the cross arms like you know and a lot of fighting yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Ed's looking up something. I'm looking up Ultra, Ultraman. Ultraman. To, yeah. Every once in a while, I'm in Walmart, and I see, like, they have the box set of, every of like, all his stuff. And a part of me is going, dude, I kind of want to buy it because it's, like, super cheap. It's on DVD. And then the other part of me is going, Sean, you know it's going to suck. You just, it was barely tolerable as a child. <laughs> like, it was something you just watch. I was like... Oh, this is awesome because it's not fucking the news. <laughs> like, like, oh, look, here's this guy's punching and it's all dubbed and I don't know what they're saying, but uh, Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> when Earth is threatened by alien monsters and giant monsters, uh-huh. the world re- re- sorry relies on the science special search party are referred to as the science patrol in the english dub uh, uh. a special anti-monster defense agency armed with high-tech weaponry and vehicles to combat these threats known as as the unknown, when the, <laughs> the unknown. we need a name for it we're gonna call it i don't know how about unknown that's the science, brilliant <laughs> the science patrol weaponry is in uh, in i'm sorry when the weapon is ineffective, ineffective, sorry, all hope is lost, but there is one of the members 
Sean Hain. I'm not even pronounce that name. Some guy. <laughs> Some guy named Sean. Maybe that's just what I like it. Ultraman. Like, my name's Sean. That guy's name's Sean. We're kind of like, uh, that's me. Actually, it's Shin. But oh. <laughs> I read it too quick. Oh. <laughs> Even Sean. Shin. Shin. Shin, Shin Sean. Shin <laughs> something. Uh, transforms into a giant alien called Ultraman to defeat the monstrous menace threatened the Earth uh, uh, the unknown as <laughs> the other science patrol members. <laughs> We're unaware of his secret identity. Right. It's like, hold on for a second. Uh, oh, my God, giant monsters. Quick, everyone run and hide. And he goes, runs out and becomes Ultraman. And like, I'll save the world. Boom, 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 boom. But it? No one ever notices. It's like Batman except giant. <laughs> like Superman. Oh, my goodness. There is trouble ahead. What am I going to do? I'm going to hide in this closet. And then next thing you know, Ultraman. <laughs> I always remember he did like the the right, arm, it was like this, this cross, cross arm, and then he did a jump because it because it was the the effect of him growing into this giant monster. Right. So you'd have him the camera <laughs> looking up, and you see the guy run and jump over the camera, right? And then all of a sudden it would become this giant like a do, 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 right like, <laughs> different size Ultraman, and then it'd be this di- giant robot. Do, 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 do. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> and then I was, I got to shrink back down, and I'm. Mild mannered shit. shit. I'm a I'm a reporter, just doing work work on the beat. That's all. <laughs> I'm part of this whole science experiment. I'm a smart guy, but I'm also a giant robot. I'm a giant alien who fights crime. <laughs> you know, like, the unknowns. Um, the unknowns. I don't. We're gonna call them. I don't know. They're kind of unknown. That's that's a catchy name. Let's call them the unknowns. How do we categorize them? It's just, it's just, they're just unknown. We don't know. We don't know anything. But that's our job to know. <laughs> it's where, where you actually get paid to figure this shit out. And you want to call them the unknown? <laughs> Can't you come up we, with something we, better? We're the science for you. We can name them whatever we want. <laughs> like we're, this is our job. We can, we can call that one Stu. And no one's going to care. And yet you, you, you settle on the unknown? Come on. You guys have zero imagination. <laughs> That guy looks like a big pile of shit, so let's call him Doodoo Head. You know? Look, that one looks like a lizard. Let's call him... We can't call him Godzilla, so we'll call him Lillard. <laughs> Why? Because we're the fucking science brigade. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We're supposed to be smart at this. We discover them. We just need a department called the naming department. Maybe that's where we fall, because we're good at finding this shit. We're just not good at naming them. <laughs> so, Steven Spielberg must have loved that show. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, it's a whole bunch of unknowns? Spielberg's like, I like to get into the show. It's helped me become a film. Uh, we call it maybe want to become a director. All this unknown shit. I figured I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> are these unknowns? I hire all these unknowns. I'm like, oh, but yeah, they're kind of tall though. It's okay. We just won't hire Tom Cruise for anything. <laughs> Oh, shit, we did a couple times. Fuck. We just won't put him in Minority Report or War of the Worlds. In fact, we can actually use him in War of the Worlds as the actual aliens that try to invade Earth that Tom Cruise helped stop. There you go. A bunch of unknowns. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of aliens just sitting around going, I, can, I, can I get my agent on the phone? Look, yeah. Chuck, it's, it's me. What's Twitter? What's, what's Steven Spielberg's Twitter handle? I need to send a message. <laughs> I am so angry at being called unknown. I have been in the giant monster 
field for over 20 years. <laughs> since the 60s. Since the 60s, and I am well known among my peers. I am sorry that your Western civilization doesn't know jack shit about the giant monster population over here in Japan that's being fought on the front lines by our hero, Ultraman. Kiss my ass, Spielberg. <laughs> no one knew you before Jaws. Kiss my ass, sincerely, the unknowns. <laughs> now tweet that. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All I'm right. done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like Spielberg at a Netflix party. <laughs> I am spent. I'm all sticky and confused and felt like nothing ever got accomplished. There, there you go. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, once again, Geeksters. That's who you've been listening to. You know it. You love it. Uh, that's right. Toot toot. Climb aboard the Geeksters train. Woo woo. <laughs> and Sean, your conductor, is will be calling you down this long line of bullshit that no one really cares about anymore. <laughs> but these two old heads relive it on a daily basis. <laughs> and they come to you and talk about it, thinking you'd be interested too. But if you got in this far, you must have been somewhat interested, and we appreciate you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> But if you haven't already, which, you know, let's face it, the, the 12 of you probably haven't, have probably already at this point, out of 12, I don't know, we never, we haven't talked numbers in a while. No, we haven't. <laughs> um, you know, you guys, if you guys like us, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter, at, at Geeksters. Or, I don't know, contact Ed about something, anything. Something maybe you want to hear us talk about. Maybe you like Voltron, and now you're mad at me. You want to cancel me, or you're going to be like, Sean doesn't know anything about Voltron, clearly. You're going to learn, Ed, you need to learn him some Voltron shit. You contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you contact directly at Sean and tell him <laughs> yourself. You don't know shit about Voltron. <laughs> you contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. It's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. Wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away!